The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you for such a wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is May 9th. It's Mother's Day, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Here are the topics that we will discuss coming up next right here on the serious side of the J. Rao Show, Mother's Day edition. That provision was drafted specifically to disenfranchise black people, black voters, in fact, following the Civil War. Did you know that? No, that's, that's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. This is our first stop, but there will be many more. And America's greatest president and the undisputed leader of the Republican Party, Donald J. Trump, might join us on a view. But Dylan, your take, what are the implications of this decision? This isn't just a public figure and, and freedom of speech. If you don't take a stand after what happened on January 6th, where do you? Today, the feds came knocking on Rudy Giuliani's door. FBI agents executing search warrants at Giuliani's apartment and law office in Manhattan, seizing his computers and electronics. The upstate woman has been told she needs to ditch a driveway decoration painted with a Confederate flag or risk losing custody of her mixed-race child. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for leaving us with the Bible, which is God-breathed, 2 Timothy 3.16, directly by you. Thank you that we have countless stories to read in the Bible of Jesus being brave. Thank you for sending your Son, who led the way as our greatest example of what it means to advance the kingdom, even if we're hated for it. We ask that you would give us courage to step out in faith in what you've called us to do. We ask that you would encourage us along this journey of being a chosen disciple for you. We ask that when those around us question us or discourage us, that you would give us confidence in you. Remind us that our strength comes from you, and your power is made perfect in our weakness. That when we are weak, We are made strong through you. 2 Corinthians 12.9 We need you, and we can't do this without you. Thank you that we don't have to be strong because that's your job. Our job is to rely on your strength to get us from one task to the next. We ask for your guidance and direction, and thank you for everlasting provision. In Jesus' name, amen.
Good morning. Welcome in. 347-850-1272. It's the serious side of the J. Rowe Show. And, of course, like the man said, I not the man, but the woman said, I'm J. Rowe. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. But I never shared this stage by myself. Uh, I shared a stage with some very, very, very knowledgeable and just downright good people. This morning we have Johnny D, the brother that I call the educated one, smooth brother from the Carolinas, and of course the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side. Good morning, gentlemen, and uh, welcome in. How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Johnny D, man, in a place to be, man. Good morning, and I wanted to take this opportunity to say thanks, man, for getting us involved in the activities last weekend. Uh, it was great to speak to the people that were in charge of that event. And just uh, how did it go? Well, first and foremost, uh, good morning uh, once again. Uh, it is another blessed day uh, in the Carolinas. Um, but more than anything, more than anything, the celebration of the mothers, the wives, and the daughters. Uh, those are the sweetest words to a man's tongue. And I just wanted to acknowledge all of those beautiful, beautiful um, persons that, that God has blessed us with. Um, the, the event, uh, wow, I tell you what, I'm, I'm still in awe at, at just the, the community coming together, the event, the, the sponsors did a great job, a wonderful job to see the the diversity of, of folks that was just, you know, coming and going. I saw individuals who were probably on their way to do something different, but because of the message and because of the the persons that was there and just the liveliness of the event and seeing all those youth of uh, uh, you know, bypassing and drop by. Uh, I would imagine that some some listeners to to the serious side probably were some of those those individuals that just showed up. But it was wonderful, man. Just an inspiring message, um, and and hopefully we can just continuously build on it. You know, one of the one of the the, the messages that I wanted to certainly convey and get across was, um, you know, I've, I've always been. Um, pro-reform for law enforcement, uh, corrections, the judicial system, but I, I, I am anti those individuals who get out and talk about um, defunding um, those entities. So I spoke about that, and I think that the message uh, resonated uh, particular the some of the sponsors had indicated that uh, there was a uh, really a, a great deal of uh, the parents that was out there really appreciated. Um, you know, I'm one of those those old school guys. I I'm not friends with with, with, with my kids. You know, I'm not their friends. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm 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 a father, and so I don't I don't do the music. I don't do the dance. So I had to tell those young minds that there. And uh, at some point, I just really started speaking to the parents because they're part yeah. of the choices that they make. But overall, like I said, the support from the show was great. They had a chance to listen to it, um, and and honestly, um, just, you know, just overall, they were thankful to you for for doing that on, on a national broadcast. So again, I appreciate you. Appreciate uh, Miss Vanessa, who's not here. God bless you on Mother's Day, and Miss Jackie, and um, 
Dr. Williams, and of course, I'm sure Jerome will be here, and, and Brother Les. Uh, so, again, just looking forward to it, Jay. And thank you again for, for all that you do. Amen. I appreciate you for being in the house, and uh, thank you for sharing that information. It's always important to know uh, things that are out there in the community that's trying to better our people. Mr. Elias, I tell you what, man, as we come on the air, there are, there's a lot of breaking news. We, we have a few more minutes before we have to get out of here. Uh, listen, uh, there's a report out there that uh, there has been a cyber attack against a major pipeline that runs through the southern part of the United States that supplies gas to 46% of the gas stations that they had to shut it down because of a cyber attack. Man, there is so much stuff going on that it's just crazy. So if you just if you just tuning in, go get some gas because I'm pretty sure it's shut down. So nothing's coming through. Mm. Tell us, man, real quick in the minute we have left. Man, good morning, man. How are you? Good morning to you, sir, and good morning, Vanessa, and happy Mother's Day. Good morning, Kathleen, happy Mother's Day. Good morning, Jackie, happy Mother's Day. Good morning, Mariana Music, happy Mother's Day. Good morning, Momo B, happy Mother's Day. Good morning, my brother Hawk, good morning, my brother Jerome. Yes, and good morning to Miss Dorothy Nevels, happy Mother's Day, Mom, and definitely happy Mother's Day to my mother in heaven. Um, Yeah, Jay, this, this is, this, this, we need to. We need to ramp up our cybersecurity, man. That that's just the way it goes, man. They've been saying this for years that we have we need to ramp it up, and we need to. We need to hire the best of the best, man. And it, it just no more no more no more brighter. Uh, no no don't need a bright idea. Just hire the best of the best and pay them pay them to you know to protect us, man. Because this is getting crazy. It is definitely getting crazy. All right, we're going to step out. It's time for an NPR News update. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Coming up next, uh, we'll get into the show. Plus, Jackie is in the house. We'll hear from her as well. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Don't you go anywhere. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Online radio at its best. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. The U.S. Navy has seized a catch of weapons from what it describes as a stateless ship in the North Arabian Sea. NPR's Amy Held reports the seizure was part of a two-day operation near the coast of Yemen. The Navy says it was conducting routine flag verification aboard the ship in international waters when it came across weapons of war, dozens of Russian-made anti-tank guided missiles, and thousands of assault and sniper rifles, machine guns, and rocket-propelled grenade launchers. The stockpile was removed and remains in U.S. custody. The ship's crew has been released. The Navy says it's still investigating where the weapons came from and where they were going. Small arms have been known to be smuggled into the nearby ports of Yemen, locked in a civil war since 2015, where Houthi rebels have been battling a Saudi-led coalition. Amy Held, NPR News. NASA is criticizing China for allowing one of its rockets to make an uncontrolled return to Earth. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports fragments returned overnight. The rocket was used to launch part of China's space station into orbit just over a week ago. For days, there's been speculation about when and where it would re-enter the atmosphere. That finally happened over the Arabian Peninsula, where most of the rocket was burnt up. But China's admitted that some of it did fall into the sea north of the Maldives. The rocket was designed to make this kind of uncontrolled re-entry. China says this is normal, but other countries have abandoned the practice. 
NASA said Beijing was failing to meet responsible standards regarding space debris. The White House says President Biden has been briefed on the ransomware attack on a top pipeline operator and that the government is working to help the company restore operations and prevent supply disruptions. Porto-based Colonial Pipeline was forced to shut down on Friday, leading to uh, worries about a spike in retail gasoline prices. Industry experts say that's unlikely to happen unless the shutdown is prolonged. Republicans in Virginia have wrapped up voting to choose their nominees for statewide candidates, including governor. The election seen as a test of the GOP without former President Donald Trump. Here's Ben Pavier, member station PPM. The Virginia GOP ran a nominating convention across 39 voting sites. Roughly 54,000 voters registered, but not all of them showed up. Teresa Baxis, a retiree who cast her ballot outside of Richmond, echoed the rhetoric often used by former President Trump to describe last summer's racial justice protests. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance to live in the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. That provision was drafted specifically to disenfranchise black people, black voters, in fact, following the Civil War. Did you know that? No, that's, that's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. This is the serious side of the J-Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network. Texas legislators approved new and more restrictive state election rules after a session that lasted from Thursday night until the early hours of Friday. The GOP-backed state Senate bill will pass the House, pass the House, I should say, at 3 a.m. after hours of debate over amendments proposed by Democrats. The House version of the legislation, which differs significantly from what passed the state Senate, will now go to a conference committee to resolve the differences. The measure would make it a felony to provide voters with an application to vote by mail if they hadn't requested one, or to use any public funds to facilitate the third-party distribution of mail-in voting applications. The ability for polling place watchers to be present throughout the day of the election is also expanded under the bill. It sets a higher bar for when such observers can be taken out of the polling place. The bill states that they can be removed only if the watcher engages in activity that would constitute an offense related to the conduct of the election. That's where we'll start our conversation off this morning. But before we do that, let's bring in uh, our sister, our colleague, Miss Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome into the show. Jackie's here, I promise. She's turned the mic on. All right, we'll start the conversation right there. Mr. Okay, Elliott, you now? first in. We can hear can you, you now. now. Good morning, Jackie. We can uh, hear you. Sorry, Good morning. Sorry, still had it on mute. Hi, no everyone. How's okay. everyone doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing well, Jackie. How are you? And happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. 
want to shout out my father. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday to my oh. father. Yay. Hey, happy, happy birthday, Father's Day, Pops. Thank you. Happy, I said happy Father's Day. Today. Happy birthday, Pops. And well, that's coming up soon. Uh, hope you enjoy your day. Jackie, make sure you don't be cheap and buy him a present. Thank you so much for being <laughs> in the house. Good morning. All right. Uh, the man is the first and last word here on the series. I've been one and only Mr. LTD today. As Texas has now uh, passed a bill, like I like we said in the, at the top, it's going through conference. And um, the thing about what we're witnessing throughout the United States, this is all a part of the big lie. Okay, Donald Trump said that there was voter fraud. No one has found anything more than less than zero 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 point zero 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 one percent of fraud, which is nothing, uh, which has no impact on or would have not had any impact, I should say, on the election. Mr. Elias, what are we to say about states that are republicanly led who are initiating these rules to restrict people from voting? And let's be honest, we know who they're trying to restrict, and we know what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. What say you, sir? Well, you know what, man? Let, let, let's just be honest. I, and, and I didn't know this until the other day that Texas, out of the 50 states, is the, is, is the toughest state to vote in. You know yep. they have more they have more voter laws to stop to, to to for you voting in than any other state. They're fifty. So why are you passing laws to to to, to suppress the vote even more? I'll tell you why. Because now they're scared that turf that, that Texas is going to turn purple. They're 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 a little they're a little nervous. Just after the last last couple of elections, they're a little scared right now. So for all you people who don't believe in voting and Oh, what does my vote count? They're telling you what your vote counts, but you still will not believe it. I don't understand how you don't believe it when these people are passing all kind of laws to stop you from voting. In Texas, I, I don't. It's a, it, that, that's just a, the, the what third state of many. First, there was Georgia, then Florida, not Texas. It's the third state of many that they're going after to stop you from voting. Because they realize how important it is. They know that that many people came out and voted last time for Biden. They could, their ass could be in trouble. And now they're scared. So now what are they doing? They're moving the goalposts even farther. Well, Mr. Elias, but, but here's the deal. You say that people who don't vote, uh, they don't understand why their vote is important. And the reason why is because they know, and I've talked to voters here in Texas, they say we don't vote because every time we go out and vote, no matter what we do, the state still turns red. But once again, what the GOP, as far as Republicans at the at the state and federal level, I may add, and even at and even at in some local juris, in local jurisdictions, they're playing chestnut checkers. They're playing the long Thank game you. because they're seeing the Thank trends. You. They're seeing the mm-hmm. trends, Johnny D. They're watching where the trends are going, and they're seeing that, you know, look, Texas has been trending purple for a very long time. A lot of Democrats have been beating the pavements and beating the streets to try to make it happen, and they're starting to see the fruits of their labor. I always talk about how President Obama won every major metropolitan city in Texas, but he still lost the state. And that's because of 
you know, gerrymandering and, and the electoral college, which is something that is a thing of the past. I understand why it was why, why it was instituted a long time ago, but it needs to go away. This is a brand new day. But once again, Republicans uh, at uh, every look at every level of government, Johnny D, they're playing chestnut checkers. They're playing the long game. So how do we get these people who have this ma- this mentality that has this mentality of hey, my vote don't count, so why the hell am I wasting my time? I mean, come on. Why, how, what's your message to those people? You know, if they are listeners to to the serious side and they still have those sentiments, then these are persons who are just uh, passive resistance. Uh, they don't want to look at the facts and really don't want to be part of the solution. It it has certainly been proven uh, over the last several uh, elect, elect electoral cycles that one vote can can matter. Uh, look at what just happened in. In, in, in New York, uh, when when you're talking about the census, so every, every person matters. Uh, they 89, 89 uh, individuals, and they could have gotten or uh, or either kept a, uh, all of the electoral votes that they have. So, you know, it's a reason why we 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 speak about the Republicans uh, trying to suppress the votes. Forty-seven states currently have comprised legislation in order to suppress the vote uh, here in 2021. So to step back and suggest that my one vote doesn't count is is ridiculous. And, and, and certainly, you know, those are individuals who probably uh, want to be less, less active in solutions and, and always find problems uh, uh, in regards to um, – just trying to make a difference in life. So you look at Ohio, Ohio has, has joined the fray. Um, you know, it, it's known, the Republicans will tell you that the only way that they can win is to suppress the vote. And as, as, as you articulated, uh, uh, Brother Jay, uh, it typically geared towards um, minorities, uh, particularly African-Americans, urban areas where the populace will generally trend towards uh, Democratic uh, votes. Uh, I'm one who, as I've said in the past, I have voted for Republicans. So I'm just one who will vote for the person who is going to do the best, not just, not necessarily just for me, but for the entire populace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of them swing votes, Uh, you know, again, registered as, as a party, but, I, w- I have gone away from the party um, vote if the person is not about the business of doing for his constituents or her constituents within that area. But this is a mm-hmm. this is a terrible trend because the blatantness of it is is what is is so uh, preposterous. And you know, I mean, it's it's like okay, we're gonna stick it out there, and we know because we have won most of the local and the state-level offices that these legislations right. are going to pass. So it goes back to what, 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 what Brother Les has been saying since I've been listening to the show and been part of the show for level. So every vote matters. Every week, every week mm-hmm. this, this gentleman has got up there and said and ended the show with get out and vote. I mean, so 
to step back and think that it doesn't matter is is, is shameful and is really irresponsible, um, to be quite honest with you. Uh, those are liberties that people have died for, particularly African Americans uh, who who have been you know you know lynched and and you know humiliated and degraded trying to vote uh, in, in in females. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although their their vote certainly has been strong, but to think that um, society authored and orchestrated the Constitution so that it would mm. exclude African Americans, right. and now to know that many people have died to get the right to vote and to say that I'm gonna sit on the sideline is um, is is shameful to Ridiculous. say the least. It, it, it's very shameful to say the least. And here's the thing that really gets me. Um, Jackie, is that we're looking at a younger generation of Republicans who are coming up, who are feeding into this nonsense. And, you know, for example, I want to play an exchange between uh, two Texas legislators, right? Uh, The young, there's two. There's one who actually wrote the bill, right? And then the other is a Democratic lawmaker who was questioning the young one uh, who wrote the bill. It's a pretty interesting exchange. I want to play it, and then, uh, Jackie, I want to get your comments on the other side, because I think it's important. And, you know, once again, it goes back to what I've always said, is that, yeah, people who are just following the damn crowd, we're just going to do what is, what's, what's popular for our party, and we're not going to do any digging or get any historical background as far as why we're making these changes. Let's listen to this exchange, and uh, we'll, we'll talk on the other side. You chose a, 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 a peculiar term in drafting this bill, and you talked about preserving the purity of the ballot box. Is that correct? Yeah, that's a quotation from the Texas Constitution, the Article 6, Section 4. Right. And are you aware of the history behind that provision of the Constitution? I'm, I'm not. What was your motivation for using that term purity at the ballot box? Because that's a specific set of words that has a lot of meaning in state history. Well, what was uh, your intention? I'm going to answer for you. You know, you you may have figured out by now, I really like the the state constitution. And and I think um, as a legislative body, just as Congress should, they should be looking for their authority from, from their charter, from the thing that gives them power. And so when we're looking at what authorizes us, right? The sovereign people of the state of Texas who, who delegated their authority to the, through the Constitution, we then should look to the Constitution and say, what gives us authority to do anything on this issue? And, and that's the provision that, that does that, and so that would be why. Did you look at, at, at the history before using that word? No, no. The only thing, if we were to have a, a discussion, maybe over some coffee or drink some jacket, go into the details of, of Article One really well. Um, I've read the debates in the journals of the Convention of 1875 on that, for, for that thing, but I'm not familiar with the, the you one. May, you may have missed it then, uh, uh, and, and this would have been very obvious, I think, to anybody who looked at that and looked at that language. And that provision was drafted specifically to disenfranchise black people, mm-hmm. black voters, in fact, following the Civil War. Did you know that? No, that's, that's, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And are you familiar with white primaries? I've, we've, we've heard and read of such things. Have you, I, I'm glad have you read about those? Disgusting thing. Yes. Did you realize that that purity of the ballot box language in the Texas Constitution gave rise to all white primaries? 
No, no, I didn't. And did you know that this purity at the ballot box justification was also used during the Jim Crow area to prevent black people from voting? No, no, those are, those are troubling things. I, I didn't know that was their, their Did you know that in states across, across the country that penal disenfranchisement schemes were put in place, including in Texas, as far back as 1845, to effectively lock African-American people out of the political process? Are you aware of this history? You know, um, I, I think we've said a few times that I, I wasn't aware of um, any kind of malicious intent in the use of that term. Okay. And the reason it was used is I looked at the Constitution because I believe our authority is derived from the people, and that's why. Gentlemen, sounds expired. <laughs> you know, and it goes on and on. And, and one of the, the, the clips, or one of the, the the audio that I didn't play, or if you if you watch this thing it's in its entirety, they asked this young man. I can't think of his name. They asked him. Uh, well, listen, is, is there any uh, evidence of fraud of, of voter fraud in Texas? And, and the guy said no. And he said, well, the reason why we're putting these provisions in place because we want to make sure, we want to be proactive. We want to make sure that we're ready if and when the time comes. Just ridiculous. Uh, Jackie, let, let, me, let me give you the last word on this one. What's your thoughts on, this, on these restrictive uh, bills that states are passing across America, which really and truly is dis- disenfranchising uh, people of color and uh, indigenous people? Um. Uh, I just reiterate again, um, what more proof do you need that your vote matters? I tell you, it sure need to uh, it sure need to matter to us because you want to claim to, you know, not have power, but this is the power is in your vote, family. And with everything that's transpired, definitely throughout, well, well, really from the beginning of time, but definitely what's transpired through these last four years, how can you, how can you not see this? Your your vote matters, family, and we got to care enough to do everything in our power to keep it. You know, this this is not something that you can be passive about. I don't see how how can you be passive about seeing your your voting rights being slipped away, especially for those who fought, gave their lives, shed blood for you to have this right. Yeah. And you just you just kicking back, letting it just be. Hey, what you what you don't use. You lose. Use hmm. your vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Jackie. You look here. Like Jackie and like everyone has said, folks, get out there and vote because we'll continue to get out there and make it happen. But guess what? At the end of the day, Republicans will continue to try to put uh, those things in place to prevent folks like us from voting. So get out there and do your thing. All right, coming up next, uh, more show coming up. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Online radio at its best. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. In this week's edition of In 4 Minutes or Less, Something That You Need to Know, Searching for a Mom. A foster daughter finds one in a voice of her own. It's Kavina time. 
in four minutes or less, something that you need to know, Mother's Day edition. We'll hear today from Jade Roan, who grew up in foster care in Philadelphia. When she was a teenager, her longtime foster mother died, leaving her searching for a new family, and she was placed in Stacia Parker's home in 2015. At StoryCorps, they sat down to recall those days. Nobody asked me how I was feeling. I just felt like I didn't matter. So when I was doing bad in school, I kept it to myself. So when you came to my house, Mm -hmm. it was totally different. It was totally different. I knew that you were quiet, and I knew that because you were quiet and petite, the people had not paid attention to you. Mm-hmm. You would just say, mm-hmm. See how you just mm-hmm. said? You wouldn't use your words. You had no requests, not even specific food. I said, this is unusual for a teenager. So do you remember the day that you came to me and said, I don't want to live here? <laughs> you told me that the things I wanted from you were impossible. That's not like something I was saying. <laughs> you said that it was no way you were going to learn to make a bed, clean, be on time, and I wanted you to continue your violin practice. There's an African-American female. Society was already going to marginalize you. Right. So I was trying to develop your voice. You asked me questions about what was going on. You asked me, okay, so you fell in this class, so what we need to do? Like, what do you mean, what we need to do? Because nobody put we. It was always, you need to fix this. So what's something um, that you think I've taught you? You've taught me the power of love. You really helped me see that not only do I know what your needs are, but that I know how to meet them. I'm glad. I want to thank you for everything because if you would not have pushed me, I don't think I would be anywhere near where I am right now. I've been searching for a mom all my life. Then I got you. And we've been... (laughs) It's been bumpy. (laughs) But I'll be here. I know you will. Jade Roan with her mother, Stacia Parker, in 2019. This weekend, Jade will be celebrating her fifth Mother's Day with Stacia and with her own two daughters. Their conversation will be archived in the Library of Congress with many others. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means full. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Hosted by two firebrand House Republicans, one kicked off her committees for controversial statements, the other facing allegations of sexual misconduct, which he denies. But here, 
celebrated on the rollout of their America First Trump-focused tour. This is our first stop, but there will be many more, and America's greatest president and the undisputed leader of the Republican Party, Donald J. Trump, might join us on a few. For those who reject Trump, Representative Anthony Gonzalez voted for impeachment, censured by the Ohio GOP. Senator Mitt Romney, a Trump critic, booed by Utah Republicans. Representative Liz Cheney, insisting on a January 6th commission on the verge of losing her leadership role. The rift creating a rupture in the party, one that Cheney and allies are determined to repair. If we're going to be successful in the future as Republicans, we have to have everybody. Uh, I think a lot of Liz Cheney. But House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy is choosing a different path. Betting fealty to Trump is the road to a House majority and perhaps a promotion to Speaker. All of the talk right now is about the divisions inside the Republican Party and about the future of the Republican Party. Cheney's likely replacement, New York Representative Elise Stefanik, pressed to prove her Trump bona fides, blanketing conservative airwaves. We have to work with President Trump to win back the majority, and we're going to. And that's what the members of Congress want, who are Republicans. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. It's 37 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the serious side on a beautiful Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day as you enjoy your day. For an hour and a half on a Friday evening, it was as if the 2020 election had never ended. Tell me who's your president, asked Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Donald Trump, the crowd shouted. Did anyone believe that Joe Biden won the election? No, they roared back. In a ballroom in Central Florida, two embattled Republicans, Representative uh, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, were on a mission to recreate the magic of the Trump era. The elderly crowd in the villages, a sprawling senior community nestled amongst billboard signs for orange juice and baby alligators, came dressed in five years' worth of MAGA gear. From well-worn Trump 2016 hats to the 2020 election was rigged T-shirts. The kickoff of Gates and Green's America First Revival Tour meticulously followed the Trump rally playbook. As the largely unmasked retirees, many who energetically danced to We Are the Champions, shouted locker up and heckled the media in the back. That's That's where we'll kick off this second segment of the show. You know, I've always wondered, Johnny, you know, I was watching a documentary the other day talking about what happened in Guyana with Jim Jones. And it was amazing as they put together this documentary how this guy had this subliminal uh, uh, control over these folks. And to me, when I saw it, I was sitting back watching this saying to myself, how the hell can someone follow someone like this? How can you be so enamored with what a person is saying for you to just go against all conventional wisdom and do things that you know under normal circumstances wouldn't be right? Flip the script for a second. Let's say that African Americans, they were reacting to President Obama this way. White folks, white Republicans would lose their freaking minds. But here we have two representatives of Congress one who is about to get in trouble for messing with underage girls, which is sickening within itself, and then some crazy QAnon supporter 
that thinks that there's alien lasers shooting people in Seattle, these are the people who represent a, represent a certain contingency in this in this uh, this country. So, Johnny, when you look at what's going on here, when you look at the fact that they have launched an America's first uh, party, which, according to I guess their charter, which they first, which it was leaked, then they hit it, uh, you know, valuing the Anglo-Saxon way. Come on, man. It sounds like something straight from a Ku Klux Klan uh, pamphlet. What do you have to say in regards to this nonsense that these two idiots are running around the country just, once again, man, just drumming up hating? It's just ridiculous. What say you, John? You know, in, in large part, uh, we we know from living in, in America and in this country, uh, that there are some brilliant minds. Uh, we we certainly wouldn't be able to do some of the things uh, without one it being God's will, but then also those instruments to affect the brilliance. Um, so I say that to say this right here: the lack of intelligence that one might equate to this audience or this mob or or these insurrectionists, uh, these cowards, uh, these reprobates. Uh, it's not about it's not about the support of of this unintelligent individual, okay? Because if you recall, there were really no significant policies and legislation that was passed uh, other than a tax reform bill that favored the wealthy. So when you look at governing um, this, this, this great country um, that we call the United States, uh, this union, there was no active participation from that individual. When you think about what that office stands for, there was no resemblance of any previous and no predecessor prior to this individual who, in in all essence, he didn't understand the weight of the office and the job, nor could he perform it. And he quit after November, okay? So let's, let's remember that. So I think that... You know, most most non-mental health Americans understand that it is not about the person as it is about the message. So what, what has happened is that you've got a person now who once held the highest office in the world, not just America, but in the world, and he came out with such an anti you know, anti-racism, anti-Jew, uh, anti-gay, anti-anything except for the European Americans or the Caucasian Americans. That is who he promoted. Um, he promoted a nationalist agenda. As uneducated as he is, as uninformed as he as he was, and also as uncommitted as he was to the constituents who rallied behind him who unfortunately are 
the law enforcement officers, some of the people that's in the military, you, you know, you should be shameful of a person who did not support you and, and literally back Russia in regards to the law enforcement community as well as put soldiers in danger. So shame, shame, shame on those individuals. But then, then you've got that audience of, of persons who are out there struggling and who Dr. King spoke about um, when he said that he was, uh, it, you know, it incarcerated in, in Alabama, and he said that the that the, that the persons who worked for the sheriff's office and it was in the jails, they were sharing stories. And Dr. King was talking about, you know, they 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 were informing him of how they lived, and he said, you know, you all ought to be out here protesting with us because y'all just as poor as we are. He has captured an audience based off of a message, not the intellect. So, in essence. He is the excuse for the actions because it is a, a, a racist heart that the people have and a victim mindset that people have, like, woe is me, like, okay, I'm being, you know, pushed to the side and, 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 and what have you. And this guy's up there prompting that. Meanwhile, his audience, uh, his audience is one that he really doesn't favor. You understand what I'm saying? He could care less about the poor. He could care less about the impoverished. He could care less about the working man. He proved that when he got his first cabinet where every last person he selected to his cabinet was either a general with the potential to make billions or already a billionaire. So he doesn't care about the working man. So you use this image, okay? You use this image knowing that in 2024, He's not going to be part of the party, but you're going to use the fact that he's got 37% of these hardcore racists that's out there who's going to support him. And, and you've, got to, you've got to understand this right here. Prior to this, prior to January the, the, the 6th, I mean, at, at that point in time, that was a coup. So the supporters now, in, in, in my mindset, you are clear and distinct. So there, there's no there's yeah. no you know, way that you can hide behind a blanket where I just support the party because he's not about he's not about party. You understand? He's what never I'm been about party. Yeah, he's never been never about been. party, man. He he, he, exactly. he, is, he is a guy, like you said, he supported rich folks. Uh, he steps on stage and hugs the American flag. And, I mean, it's amazing, once again, how people follow this clown. He is a clown. You have military people riding around on motorcycles, military veterans for Trump. Well, a report came out this week that said there's no doubt that Russia paid Afghan soldiers to kill American soldiers, and when they asked Trump what did he want to do, he said nothing. And yet, and still, you have all these veterans running around supporting Absolutely. this clown. Let's uh, let's uh, the smartest man in the world has uh, darkened our door, has graced us with his presence, Mr. Jerome Spree from SpreeRadio.net, and the man who brings you every week on a needs to know basis. Uh, good morning, Jerome. Man, how you doing? Did you say who darkens your door? <laughs> That's right, man. That means you walked inside, brother. That's what it means for my neck of the woods. Does it mean anything else? Because if it's derogatory, I'll take it away. I'll take it back. Hey, you know, I, I'm not a southern person, so I don't know. I might have just mistranslated. Okay, my bad. Well, let me, let, let me correct it. All right, All right my brother, the, the smartest brother in the world who's just graced us with his presence, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree. Good morning, Jerome. How are you doing? What's up, my people? I I can relate to that. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Good morning. All right, Jerome. Uh, All right. You you've uh, been listening to this conversation. Um, 
you know, we, we asked this a lot. We asked it for the past four years during the Trump presidency. But it just seems to me that every time I see it, it's almost like people say that, you know, the best disinfectant for just corruptness is sunlight. But my goodness, these people are doing it right here in the light of day. They're not in back rooms scheming to, to not allow African Americans to vote. They're not in back rooms saying, hey, secretly we want to protect our white way of life. They are out here front and center. And to prove that there is an audience for this, Jerome, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she hauled in so much campaign money, right? I think I think the only people who out fundraised her was uh, who, Pelosi and, and maybe she, I don't know. But she's right there. So there's an audience for this nonsense. And keep in mind, she doesn't have any committees that she's on. So she's just running around making money and spewing hate. And Matt Gates. This dude, what is going on, Jerome, man? Can you explain what's happening with the GOP, please? Well, I I can explain it this way. Um, Some people are just racist, and this country needs to deal with how racist it is. And we can't, I mean, we're taking a segment of the show to talk about them, but there's nothing really to talk about. It's like we, you know, early on talking about Joe Manchin and the fact that he still wants to negotiate with terrorists is a whole nother story, right? They have yep. this thing that they have a blind spot. And I mean white folks when I say they, because I know sometimes you get um, emails or whatever. But white folks have blind spots towards racism because they don't really like to deal with this and address it right up front. But Marjorie Taylor and Matt Gates, you know, again, um, allegedly slept with a 17-year-old, is under investigation, is probably going to get arrested, and they're riding that dude until the wheels fall off, right? She is obviously racist and crazy, but she can raise money, which tells us we're in a country that being racist is profitable. Trump being racist is profitable. Being misogynistic is profitable. So technically, I don't even understand the question just because this is a part of society that we actually act like don't exist. So we have to do that. And, and as you deal with your coworkers or deal with people who um, work at the local grocery stores or the post office, you need to understand that that is a fabric of this society that we ignore because colonizers require that you ignore whatever they're doing to you. That is the concept of colonizing. It really and truly is. Mr. Elias, um, you know, Jerome is right. It's like we have these conversations. It's almost like therapy for me, okay, because it's like you want to think that you live in a country uh, of the home of the free and the brave. And, yeah, racism has always been around, but I can't remember, you know, during my lifetime at least, you know, my productive years, because, I mean, listen, I was born in the 60s, but I was a young infant, so there were a lot of things that I didn't see or I was shielded from. Uh, but, you know, during my lifetime, I've been involved in the U.S. military. I've been a director for organizations. I mean, I've always had this impression, Mr. Elias, that people are genuinely going to do the right thing. 
I was uh, inspired by the George Floyd movements over the summer because I saw a lot of young white kids out there with BLM shirts on. I saw more white kids in some cases than I saw African Americans out there saying, dang it, our brothers and sisters are being misused. Last week we played uh, a comment from one of our, uh, during one of our music sessions of a white artist saying, look, we need to give to make sure that we help our black brothers and sisters get to where they need to be. Because as a privileged white person, I can see what's going on. You know, there was a time where this stuff was backroom stuff, Ms. Delias. They would try to do it. You knew it was happening, but they didn't come to light with it. Now you're seeing people like these two idiots out there sprawling hate. Sprawling hate. I mean, it's unbelievable in some cases. So this is a therapy session for me, Miss Delias. Talk me off the bridge, man. Talk me off the bridge. Talk <laughs> off the bridge, man. I'm on that bridge with you. Look, let's just be honest. Oh, well, damn. Well, we, we both going to jump. Let's hold hands and jump together. My goodness. <laughs> we, we were just talking about the guy who in Texas who, who removed the who, – who wrote the bill up for the, the, the voter, voter suppression laws, right? Well, the bottom line is that they, when the guy explained to him what the purity meant, he said, okay, we'll just remove purity, but we're still going to go on with the, with the bill. What, 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 so you removed a word, and, and, and you, did not, you did not get rid of the bill? Come on, man. And the guy explained to him what the purity, what that law was, and what it meant, and then white vote. That's what America, that's what they want to go back to. Because you're right, they're playing chess. They're playing uh, uh, chess, not checkers, man. Look, let's just be honest, man. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene. There's nowhere in the world that that back in the day she would have gotten in office. There's nowhere in the world. But this is what the Republican Party has been, you know, and you can go back to say all you want to about John Boehner, but they, they, they never stood up to say a damn word. Him, him or that other clown that was in there to get these people out of the office. They should have been speaking up and, 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 and working bipartisanly with people. Nope, what they do, but you know they, what? they obstruct me. But, but, but you on. just said Come something that, uh, that, that, that I want to make sure that I say before we get out of this segment. We only have two minutes left. Uh, you know, Mr. Elias, for the longest, I always thought that these people – you know, Liz Cheney, I've always looked at her as just a, you know, a, 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 an extension of her, her, of her father. You know, people, uh, you know, I remember when uh, uh, Kanye West saying that George, people, you know, George Bush don't like black people. What I'm finding out uh, during this horrible uh, moment or time in our history is that these people really are truly, it's not the fact that they don't like black folks. They just feel that, look, they have a political uh, uh, perspective that they support. And they're coming out against this nonsense, that, this hate that Trump spewed. So it's like, wow, it, it's refreshing to know that they, maybe it wasn't all race-related. Maybe it was the fact in. that, listen, okay, listen, but what I'm saying, I understand what you're saying, Mr. Elias, but what I'm saying to you is, is that just like, listen, I think we all agree that America needs to have uh, a two political parties, you know, they need to have two political parties. It just can't be one way or the other. You need debate. I mean, listen, that's mm-hmm. one of the things as a supervisor, Jackie, when you're in charge of people, at least my approach has always been, that I want to hear from the folks that I that work for me. 
my way may not always be the right way. They have different perspectives, and they bring different things to the table, which makes you say, hmm, okay, let me think about what you're saying. I don't know everything. So I think it's important to have a two-political party system, but when you have folks out there who are deliberately going after the racist element of a party, then that's where the trouble begins. I'll give you the final word on this set. Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, y'all talk about uh, stuff being out in the um, backwoods. Well, these past four years, we didn't have a backwoods president. <laughs> Trump was Trump was out there rallying for his people, and his people caught on. Hey, we're gonna make us a revolution. <laughs> so it it didn't it didn't the fires again. Like I said, it, racism never went away. Like I said, racism was just put in a cauldron with the lid closed, and I guess somebody like Trump had to come along and and put those fires up under the cauldron and it top, resulting in an insurrection. You know, it's, it's interesting you say that because I've always said that uh, even when President Obama uh, was elected, I, I, I mentioned this, Mr. Elias knows I've said this a thousand times, you know, what type of nation do we have? And I think we're starting to see what type of nation that we have. All right, coming up next, an oldie but goodie, uh, a segment that we haven't done in a long time, and I'm going to tell you the reason why we're going to reprise it. Coming up next, you listen to the serious side of the J. Raw Show. We'll be right back after this. It's time for the first edition of Mariana's Music Corner. Keep it right here. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. We'll be right back after this. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. If you want police brutality to stop, if you want police to treat you like a human being, then you you have to see yourself as a human being. You have every right in this world that anyone else does. What I love about you as my son is I remember when we thought about having you and, you know, knowing that we wanted you and watching you grow. You are the Muhammad Ali, you are the Malcolm X, you are the Martin Luther King. You are an amazing young man and the future is yours. And I will do my best to make sure you're safe. That's it. I love you.
the music. You recognize the music, right? Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Now, let me give you a little bit of background. Uh, you recognize the music if you've been listening to this show for long enough. It's called uh, Your Thoughts, Please. It's a segment where we try to get as, get in as many topics as we can in, a one, uh, seg- in one segment of the show. And, and let me give you a real quick history as to why uh, we're bringing this back. Because, as you know, uh, for the past three months, we've changed the format of the show. So we kept a few things that we used to do, but for the most part, the show has been overhauled. So I received a letter this past week, actually a Facebook message, which comes straight to my phone, from a listener that I guess had heard the new format and was congratulating us on the new format. Now the listener says, well, you know, I haven't heard uh, your thoughts, please, in a, long t- in a long time. What's going on? Did you guys scrap the bit? I said, no, we're calling it news and notes right now. And the guy said, uh, that's real original, Jay. And I thought about him like, wow, dude, really? You, you want to come at me like that? But he's right. So it's back. Your thoughts, please, where we're going to try to knock out as many topics doing a segment as we can. So without any further ado, here's the first topic for the segment. They did uphold the suspension, yes. They said it was right for him, uh, uh, right for Facebook to suspend Trump because he was in clear violation of promoting people and, and encouraging people who were engaged in violence. At the same time, uh, and admittedly it buried quite far down in the decision, uh, the oversight board says it was not appropriate for Facebook to place an indefinite suspension on the president. And and really what they're getting to there and what they explain is that this was very much an ad hoc decision. There are not clear policies from Facebook about how you would apply this across the board, particularly to political leaders in other countries. And therefore, the oversight board is asking Facebook, giving them six months to come up with clear standard policies whereby they could apply something like this across the board. So, look, this decision just came out. We're still reading through it. But my interpretation of it so far is that, well, the ban has been upheld, the initial ban, uh, and then the extension of the ban. There is a strong recommendation here from the oversight board to establish clearer rules uh, and then and then revisit this decision. So I would not say as of now that we can confidently say that uh, the, the former president is banned from Facebook and Instagram for life. All right, so now, uh, this past week, Facebook said, hey, guess what, Donald Trump? You're not coming back on the platform. You're done for at least six months. So let's start right there. Let me start with you, Jerome. You know, one of the things I will say is this, is that you can say that, you know, Facebook was Johnny-come-lately to the party as far as suspending this guy, but I have to admit, I think it was the right thing to do because, let's be honest, he's not out there inciting hate. He doesn't have a platform to spew all the nonsense that he's spewing. That's why he has his little lieutenants running out there, you know, really pushing his message. But I think it's the right thing to do. But let me ask you a bigger question, and let's remove Donald Trump out of the situation. When we look at, you know, Facebook and social media, uh, uh, different social media uh, uh, situations, uh, uh, when we look at those, is this a, da- is this a dangerous precedent to send? Saying, hey, you know what? We don't throw you off. We don't like what you're saying. We're going to shut you down. Isn't this dangerous? Let's remove Trump for a second. Do you think this is the right thing to do just to say, look, we're done with you? It's it's over. Yeah, so um, you are <laughs> – I probably should have went last on this because you're asking me about fairness when it comes to those folks. Like, are we <laughs> reconsidering <laughs> – like, 
right, because I remember they made a big deal out of, you know, Miss America uh, not being on there, and they're blocking him. And, and nobody's yeah. saying, look, if you only get, you know, sat out for, you know, six months or so, then everybody gets to come back, right? But uh, just like being a white police officer, every case is different, right, when it comes to them. So they get to revisit yeah. the instances that they want to revisit. And so this is not not even an issue of fairness what it is it's showing us again that rules are changed to benefit those who have political connections or who have the benefit or of um of um what's the word i'm looking for not of of supremacy but the benefit of um, privilege 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 yeah, privilege maybe yes so you know we watch this all the time and we debate it like it's some kind of serious philosophical difference, right? Like it's a policy issue. They change policy right. when they want to change policy. That's why Trump can, you know, get something like $20 million in a loan. And they'll forgive the loan but won't send his butt to jail. But you miss your car payment. They will come after you like nobody's business. Yeah. Different rules. Yeah, different you're people. right about that. It's really ridiculous. You're right, Jerome. You know, and here's the thing. You know, I talked about Jim Jones doing the last segment, uh, Jackie, but I really truly believe this is the right thing to do because Jim Jones, Jones had a platform. He, he had the ability to reach his people. And when you t- cut off the messaging mechanism for this guy, uh, I would like to say it's been easy. It's really been peaceful since this guy has been out of office. He's trying to, you know, he's trying to raise his ugly head again, but for the most part, he has been he has been severely limited as far as what he can and cannot say because he does not have his favorite platforms, which, by the way, gave him an opportunity to draw in huge amounts of money. So that arm has been taken away from him. So, well, you know, what you know, what, what, what do you say, man? Your thoughts, please. Jackie. Okay, Jackie's on me. All right, Johnny, you take it. Me personally, I, I, I I'm, I'm familiar with the decision of, of the board, and, and and certainly when they contest that uh, indefinite, uh, there will be some some court intervention, I believe, uh, in regards to, to Donald Trump. There's all there's already uh, private citizens. Uh, some affluent, some some just uh, you know everyday everyday people who live in the community and work hard, uh, where they have been suspended or or indefinitely removed from Facebook. So in, in this guy's uh, you know defense, uh, there will probably be some 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 landmark Supreme Court decision that will come down, which again will give him. Uh, an audience and resurface his name. Me personally, I wouldn't care if 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 they were to give him access back to it because his message is already out there and and being resonated amongst the 37 percent and then those those who hide behind his garments. Uh, so to me, the social media aspect of it is is irrelevant. You know. Irrelevant. Uh, the guy is a criminal, and he's going to spread his message and pure his hate in any form that he gets an opportunity to do. So he'll come up with his own 
uh, social media network or somebody will and allow him to spread even more. So, you know, at some point the Supreme Court will make a decision probably in his favor and that'll tout him as being successful and it'll give him another reason to walk around talking about he's championed his, his victory. So, uh, this, this clown, uh, yeah, clown. He's a clown. You know, he talked about, okay, so this is what the board said. The board said Wednesday that his history of violence disqualifies him from being, uh, for the time being. It says that the board found that in maintaining an unfounded narrative of electoral fraud and persistence calls to action, Mr. Trump created an environment where a serious risk of violence was possible. That was a summary of the board's decision. And, but it also took Facebook to task saying it's not appropriate for Facebook to impose uh, the indeterminate and standardless penalty of indefinite suspension. Mr. Elias, they told the board that they have six months to re-examine arbitrarily penalty it imposed on Trump. So, you know, I'll ask you real quick, same thing. Uh, I disagree with Johnny. I'm glad he doesn't have access to social media mm-hmm. because every day a new person will hear his message. And so I'm glad that that megaphone has been taken away from him. As far as him trying to d- develop a uh, some type of social media platform, come on, it takes years to get, you know, to build something to the point where you can put all the things in place where, you know, people can send you money and do all these different things. So listen, he has been crippled by this. What say you? Your thoughts, please, Mr. Elias. I'd have to agree, Jay. Uh, bottom line is, man, look, he doesn't, he doesn't, if they silence Minister Farrakhan like Jerome, they should silence his ass too. Bottom line. And Minister, Minister, Minister Farrakhan did not incite a riot. On, uh, you know, on January 6th, this man incited a riot. He didn't give a damn. He's like, I, I, you know, I love my people. They're great people and all this other stuff. So, hey, bottom line, he should have been silent. Yeah, I agree And they you. should silence his ass forever. Uh, they should. Well, uh, Twitter did. He he can no longer get, yeah. have access to Twitter. Good thing. All right, Jackie, I'm not sure if you're back. We called on you earlier. Are you back with us, Jackie? Yes, I'm sorry. I stepped away for a bit. But it, no but problem. We, no, no problem. But, yeah, um, all I got to say is I'm glad they took his access to social media away. I mean, we, we, we appreciate you, Trump, for being our first Twitter president, but... <laughs> He actually uh, was. Uh, President no, Obama you. was. Uh, huh? President Obama was our first. No, President Obama was our first Twitter president. He's the one that created, you know, Ed Potus 44 and and really used Twitter to reach out. But he, you know, Trump is the first president to use Twitter as a weapon. So I guess let's make sure that we uh, clarify what his first well, was well, because President Obama was well. first first president for on, on Twitter and all those different things. So, well, so yeah, you, you're right. I mean, that guy's an idiot. Well. He wasn't on that like what Trump was. He like lived on that. He lived on that. Trump lived well, yeah. on that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what, I, that's what is, I mean. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, what, what used he's done, a, a, a mm-hmm. with what he's done, I mean, he shouldn't have access. And I guess I people are worried about, well, well, then... If he can, if he can have this taken away, then who can't? Well, somebody who does that, who incites such hatred, needs to have that happen to him. So I ain't crying over it. 
I ain't, I ain't uh, losing no I. bit of sleep over him yeah. not having access to social media. I agree with you. Appreciate you. All right, speaking of Trump's world, here's another story pertaining to one of Trump's lieutenants. Today, the feds came knocking on Rudy Giuliani's door. FBI agents executing search warrants at Giuliani's apartment and law office in Manhattan, seizing his computers and electronics. A source close to Giuliani tells us the feds were at the apartment about 45 minutes, escorted up by the building's doorman. According to this source, Giuliani says he also turned over two laptops, two cell phones, and two iPads that he claimed were not working. It's a clear sign that the former president's personal attorney could be in serious legal jeopardy and that federal investigators are ramping up their probe of Giuliani's dealings with Ukraine. Giuliani's attorney released a statement just a short time ago denying that his client did anything wrong. He writes in part, Mr. Giuliani respects the law and he can demonstrate that his conduct as a lawyer and a citizen was absolutely legal and ethical. Rudy Giuliani's legal woes continue. Not only did the feds raid his apartment a week ago, now Dominion Voting Systems has asked the judge not to dismiss their defamation uh, lawsuit against him. Ms. Elias, let me start this one with you. Um, one of the things that's intriguing to me is that I hear people talk about Trump running in 2024, and I remember towards the end of his presidency, we were all wondering, uh, did the Southern District of New York have enough information to put this man in jail? So it's, it, I kind of laugh when I hear it, but then on the other side, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, where is the uh, investigation? Will this guy pay for what he's done? Uh, so I don't know what Trump's status is, but it looks like people like Giuliani and some of these other lieutenants that, that Trump has in his atmosphere, they're coming down on these folks. What do you think is going to happen with this whole thing with Giuliani? Oh, well, obviously, man, they got something on them if they, if they serve the warrant for to, 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 to take his possessions, his phone, his computers and stuff like that. So obviously they have something on him, man. And he and for him to be he for him to be the main man in the southern district of New York, and he acts like he that that the law don't even apply to him, man. <laughs> I, I, when I when I hear something such that he's saying I'm like, Come on, man. You don't have to be a first year law student to realize what you're saying is bull. Come on. This guy's he's way out there, man. They shouldn't have come in there. They, they should have done this. They should have done that. Why? Because you privileged? Because you Rudy Giuliani? No, they did what they were supposed to. Yeah, uh, Andrea Mitchell reports she was interviewing a Ukrainian uh, official that talked about how he overheard the conversation that Giuliani was having with representatives from his government and that he was just amazed at what was going on. And the fact that these people... Trump and his folks tried to get the Ukraine to, to put out derogatory information on Joe Biden uh, in order to try to win the presidency. It's amazing. You know, Jerome, you said something earlier uh, in this segment when you talked about how, you know, if you're late for a car payment, they're coming to get you, but you have these people out here who owe all this money and they just get a slap on the hand, or if, or if that. So here's another situation where it looks like, in my opinion at least, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're going to get away with this. I don't think anything's going to happen to Rudy Giuliani. I don't think he's going to jail. I don't think nothing's going to happen to Donald Trump. Am I right or wrong? Your thoughts, please. Well, my thought is, I think you're right. I don't think nothing's going to happen to him. Because you look at what's going on now with Barr, right? They actually found out that he sent a memo, and the judge kind of ripped him last week, that they found out that they sent 
he said that based on a memo that he received that he didn't want to follow up with the Mueller stuff to prove that Trump was was uh, in cahoots or worked with um, disrupting the special prosecutor, right? Like um, the special counsel or whatever it was called, right? So they found that out this week. So Merrick Garland, who's the attorney general now, um, has been releasing that information. So when that comes out, they're going to find information that they knew, first of all, the attorney general was lying, and they knew that he disrupted the, in- the um, investigation. So what are they going to do about that? That dude needs to be arrested. I think we said that back in that time, that they knew that he was lying, and they were disrupting the investigation on Trump. So now that you know that he was corrupt, now that you know that Trump was corrupt, you know now from two weeks ago that the proof came out that Manafort did collude with Russia, with Russian intelligence, for the for his um his um, election. They worked together, right? Russia literally got information from Trump's campaign to target, you know, um, Michigan and some of those other in Ohio. The areas that he won that gave him the presidency, that Russian intelligence fed bad information to those areas specifically, and he won. So it was coordination between um, Trump's administration, or I'm sorry, his campaign and the Russians. We know that that's true now, and they have proof. What are you going to do? Right? Media doesn't even really cover this. They won't even cover it right now, which is a part of the problem of white supremacy generally. Right? Everybody kind of thinks like there's some conspiracy to hold black folks down or, or to make white folks better than everybody else. They think it's conspiracy that way. It's not necessarily a planned conspiracy. What it is is that their willingness to do the right thing when it comes to their own folks is on is zero but when it comes to highlighting someone else's character flaws or or issues they blow magnify it ten thousand times so i really dislike using minister farrakhan in in this context but that man hasn't shot anybody nation of islam does not go looking to lynch white folks like it's a religious organization and white folks really treat them like they are um neo-nazis because in their mind they need to find a black organization that's equivalent to their um hostility towards us and there is no black organization that has hostility towards white folks like the Klan and neo-nazis and these militia we don't have there's there is none but they make that up in their head so that makes them feel better about the fact that they don't have to prosecute the people who are doing damage to everybody else so again when you ask the question, I can tell you that there's a history that, that they will not address anything when it comes to their own behavior. They'll say, let's just move on. Let's just go forward. Let's not look back. That's what normally happens. So I, I, you know, I, I tell you, is, is it a situation, Johnny, where you know the Justice Department – uh, and people that are in government now saying, look, we just want to tone the temperature down. And we know if we do this, 
you know, we already have a country that's divided. If we do this, uh, then we're just going to throw flames on that fire. And, and, I mean, you know, throw gas on that fire. Because, you know, this is similar to when, you know, President Obama took office. People were saying, look, George W. Bush, you need to go after him for war crimes. You need to go after them for lying about, you know, weapons of mass destruction. You know, we have proof that these guys did things that they weren't supposed to do. And President Obama and those guys were like, eh, nope, we're not doing it. And so we're looking at, are we looking at a similar situation where we're saying, look, we just don't want to flan the fame. We don't want to flan, we don't want to fan the flames uh, by going after Trump officials because all we're going to do is divide a country that is already divided. Your thoughts, please. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that that has already been demonstrated in, in the delay of of justice in the, in the pursuit of justice on several of, of um, Donald Trump's uh, misconduct and, and violation of the law. So, th- in, in respect to to those delays, I think that it warrants itself. I mean, if, if you look at what happened with with the coup and the insurrection on January the sixth. What most people would probably be surprised by is the organization and the individuals who were actually involved in, in that, okay? I mean, you're talking about, you know, in, in the middle of the day, on January the 6th, this group planned to overthrow the Capitol, okay, and disrupt the democratic process by stealing the election and then potentially killing the vice president, okay? So, yeah, there warrants some, some, some caution and some reservations because some of those individuals are in the ranks. That was proven. You know, the same people that you're sitting at the table plotting and planning this, these strategies with a part of it. So you just can't hurriedly rush into uh, a, a, a process like that. I do believe that, that justice will be served on Rudy Giuliani. Um, the FBI doesn't get into much unless they have years of study and years of information to say, okay, this right here is enough to get a warrant. Once they get the warrant, your fate is sealed. Now, how much is sealed? That right there is yet to be proven, but he will be. He will be convicted. Okay. Now I, I will I will assure you that. Now where he be? We do a day of jail time or or federal prison time. It depends on what allegations they are. Right now, what you find is that um, the they're not using the terminology treason. It, it's being an an unregistered uh, foreign agent. I haven't yep. studied to find out how much time that can that can get net a person. Uh, he's a first-time offender, you know. So you got to put all of that into the equation. Uh, former mayor, so that will lend to his favor. But when they get that warrant, it's a wrap. Trust me. So he will get convicted. Wow. He will get convicted. And the delay in regards to how you pursue this is probably just because this group is waiting on a war. They're waiting on the real war. So, you know. Is America prepared to deal with that understanding that you still got the risk of foreign terrorism, and foreign threat? Now you got domestic threat. And will it disrupt the government to the point where you will never, never recover? Yeah. So there will probably be some, 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 
some things that will be overlooked and won't be pursued mm. based off of that right there. Wow. That is news that you definitely don't want to hear. Jackie, give me your thoughts on this one. Um, Jackie, uh, don't give us a thought. Oh, there she is. Okay. Oh, sorry. My phone acted up. Uh, yeah, uh, I just, I don't... That's all right. Maybe, maybe, I'll tell you what. Let's go to the next one because we run out of time. And maybe you, I, I'm pretty sure you'll have something to say about this next next topic because uh, I think we all have something to say about it. Let's listen to it and we'll talk on the other side. The upstate woman has been told she needs to ditch a driveway decoration painted with a Confederate flag or risk losing custody of her mixed-race child, even though a family court judge didn't consider it to be an issue when it was raised during trial. So, um, uh, a rot near a woman's driveway in upstate New York could affect the custody case of her multiracial daughter. But it is not the rock itself that is potentially the, risking the mother's custody of her child. It's what the rock is decorated with, the Confederate flag. And appellate justice with the New York Supreme Court on Thursday ordered a Tompkins County woman to remove a Confederate flag painted rock or risk the fact of a change in her circumstances uh, to a child custody case that she is having with the daughter, with her with her daughter's father. So uh, a lot of people uh, are saying that the appellate justices are wrong in this case. So Jackie, give me your thoughts and then I'll tell you why people are saying that the justices are wrong in this ruling. Your thoughts, please. Oh my God! Uh, I never. Okay, that's that's. I, I don't. I don't have the words, but that's. Other than that's crazy. All right. Well, let me tell you. Okay. So let me tell you why, why the, the justices are saying that this is uh, this can be potentially dangerous. And Mr. Elias, I'll swing to you on this uh, because once again, just to kind of repeat. So the lady has a multi uh, biracial daughter. Okay. She has a Confederate rock that decorates her driveway. As you pull in, there it is. It's pure as day. So I'm going to assume that the mother's white and the father's black. The father wants custody of the child. Uh, the mother wants it to, because right now they have joint custody. And so the mother wants the father to only have his daughter every other weekend, which that's how it is in the state of Texas. But the state of Texas said so you have joint custody, but I'll digress. But in this case, because this rock is in the front yard, the justices are saying, look, you need to teach your daughter to embrace her multiracial heritage. Now, the reason why a lot of experts are saying that this is dangerous, they're saying, listen, what if a conservative court, let's say that someone's flying a rainbow flag on their porch, and someone takes someone to court, and a conservative court comes out and says, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, so if you don't take the flag down, then, you know, the bottom line is you can lose custody of your child. Do they have a point, Mr. Elias? No, they don't, because, he, you know, if you if you look at what the Confederate flag stands for, that's hate. Name me, name me. But, oh, but, name wait, me wait, but wait a minute. That hold on, Mr. Elliott. Wait a minute now. That was hanging people. That Confederate I, I get flag it. Flying, that Confederate is not the Confederate flag. If you look at it. But, but Mr. Elliott, conservatives think abortion, uh, is abortion, it kills people. 
So, you know, I hear what you're saying. In your point, in your point of view says that it's, it's, it's not the same thing. But a conservative court can say, guess what? Marriage is between a man and a woman. They've been trying to reverse Roe versus Wade forever. So they can come back and say, guess what? Take the flag down because you're teaching your kids that it's okay for a man to love a man and a woman to love a woman. That ain't right. That's not the Bible. Change it or Look, you could possibly lose custody of your child. Look, the bottom line is this. That Confederate flag hung people. That, that, that's, what, yeah, that's what they did. That, that's what the Confederate okay. flag did. They, they hung people. They killed people. Show me where gay couples have, have killed, killed, killed people because they're well, gay. Well, if you, well, if you read the Bible, what does the Bible say about, uh, about that? Uh, yeah, you, you tell me what does it say about it. Well, you know what? You're supposed to be stoned to death. For, okay. for 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 participating in those activities, so and I hear what you're saying. They also tell you not to have premarital sex either. And no one sin is greater than the well, other. Well, okay, well, okay. Well, okay. What's your point? Okay. All right, Miss Elias. All right, listen. Uh, we have. Uh, I'm I'm going to give somebody who wants. I got 30 seconds. Who wants it to, to comment on I this? I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Who wants it? 30 seconds. Who who wants it? Well, I I agree with Elias. So I just want to tell you that. The problem is that when you have um, a court that's ruling one side or the other um, in favor of one thing, but then they're going to change back to, oh, you can, have a, you can have the Confederate flag, but you can't have the gay flag, then technically there is no balance, right? But the truth is, is that the Confederacy lost. You're flying a foreign flag in this doggone country. And when has that ever been good with any, um, any nation? That's a foreign flag. I agree. They lost. Right. That's what I'm saying. So they should take it down anyway. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't matter what it I means agree to with any you. of us. I agree. But but they're talking about, I tell you what, we're going to step out because we're going to, you know, we have introductions coming up. We have some time. We can kick it around after we say good morning to our crew. Sorry. We'll step out take a break. We'll be right back after this. And we may continue this conversation on the other side. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Bust Smallest them. moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys...
welcome back in. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there on a beautiful Sunday. Thank God for you, and uh, we hope that you enjoy your day. It's time to say good morning to our peeps. Welcome back into the serious side. Once again, the number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Let's say good morning to. Uh, let's say good morning to my main man, who I call the educator brother from the Carolinas, the one and only Johnny D. In the place to be, man. Good morning, John. How are you? I am doing wonderful, doing wonderful, and once again, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers, the wives, and the daughters. Appreciate that. The smartest man in the world, the one and only Mr. Jerome Spree is in the house. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing, brother? Hey, good morning, bro. How you doing? Doing outstanding. Uh, the man that gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, brother. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you, sir. Good morning, my brother Jerome. Good morning, my brother Hawk. And mom, good morning, Nessa. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Good morning, Jackie. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Good morning, Mama B. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Good morning, Kathleen. Happy Mother's Day, mom. And good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that was Plunky. The first song was Plunky and Oneness. Just know that I love you. And the last song that you just heard was Who Would I Be? And that's by V. B is in Victor. And thank you, okay. Mr. Elias. Go ahead. Man, I just want to tell you who was in the chat room. I know you were about to ask too. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask you that, Mr. Elias, and uh, can we say hello to people in the chat room? By all means, we got our brother Kavina man. Now what up, Kavina? Kavina uh, man Okay, <laughs> we're just in there with us. We got uh Yard Jackie and Purple Pill is in there with us. Yard Jackie and Purple Pill, what's up? What's up? What's up? I don't know if you're male or female. What's happening? We've been hearing that name a lot. Thank you so much for listening. The pastor's in the house. Marianne, the music is in the house, apparently overseas somewhere. Paulie, uh, Janice, uh, Vanessa, she's been this person named Vanessa. She's listening. She's asking where Vanessa is. Vanessa, it's Mother's Day, so Vanessa's spending time with her daughter on this beautiful day. And we hope that all the mothers are spending some time with their children. And children, make sure you do the right thing when it comes to your parents. Now, we have a few minutes before we have to get into our next segment. And I wanted to continue a little bit of that conversation uh, that we started uh, before the break. And, you know, one of the things that that uh, that Jerome said, I thought made sense. Well, first of all, I agree with you and Mr. Elias. I, I agree with both of your brothers. But I think what what people are saying, I think that the, the attorney who made that comment, and let me get your your, your take on this, Johnny D, if you don't mind. You know, they're talking about how we have to be careful because you know people have a First Amendment right, and even though in New York, Governor Cuomo has banned the sale of confederate flags and the only way you can display one if it has any historical or significant purpose when it comes to history at the end of the day they're saying because of this child's multi-racial background that it'd be a hindrance for her to see this especially when it targeted you know we know what it stands for but the attorney says wait a minute but what if a conservative court comes back and says okay marriage between the man and the woman not man on man, not woman on woman. Take the flag down because you're teaching your child, you know, values that are not of the Bible. And uh, so, what do you say about that, Johnny? Does the attorney have a uh, have an opinion here? We have about two minutes, sir. 
Well, I won't take a whole lot of one. I'm not as familiar with the story other than what was stated. Uh, but just yeah. the, the scope of it, uh, just, just, just an overview and the scope of it, is once again, it's hypocrisy at its best. And that seems to be a, a, a growing trend where we say one thing that applies to a certain group and then we, we, we disembowel it for another group. So the reality of it is that the young lady in and of itself can be nurtured, can be loved. I've seen some of the persons who probably, you know, it, it's amazing how, you know, me having younger kids and, and I look at some of the, what they call traditionalists, um, or baby boomers who probably never thought that they would have a multiracial child and I see that yeah. interaction with that child and it doesn't sway from that you know a, a, a Caucasian child so they probably never thought that they would ever be in a situation like that or having a grandchild but you know the love is still there and to me that's what matters uh, big picture the development and the health of the child as far as you know the constitutional rights and things we take it away and we give it when it's convenient and that's just the hypocrisy of america well well there it is and there are the two minutes all right we'll be right back after this don't go nowhere this message comes from npr sponsor kroger whose associates are constantly checking to make sure everything they sell is at the peak of freshness that's why everything at Kroger is guaranteed fresh or they'll make it right. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At least 50 people are confirmed dead in this weekend's bombing of a girls' school in the Afghan capital of Kabul. An interior ministry spokesman says the attack happened as students were leaving for the day. More than 100 people were injured. The first funerals were held today, and some families are said to still be searching for missing relatives. The Scottish National Party has won a resounding victory in regional parliamentary elections and is vowing to hold an independence referendum on Scotland, leaving the United Kingdom, and here's Frank Langford is in London. The Scottish Nationalists are expected to fall short of the majority, but with wins by the Green Party, more than half of members in the new parliament are almost certain to be independent supporters. Nicholas Sturgeon, the Scottish National Party's leader and Scotland's first minister, spoke earlier. Just as we said in this election, it is why the people of Scotland must have the right to decide our own future when the COVID crisis has passed. This is now a matter of fundamental democratic principles. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson opposes a referendum, calling it, quote, irresponsible and reckless given the pandemic and the need to rebuild the economy which could set the Scottish and British government on a collision course. Frank Langford, NPR News, London. London Mayor Sadiq Khan has won a second term. Khan's victory, a bright spot for his Labour Party, after the UK's governing Conservatives made further inroads in the north of England in the local elections. Khan is a former member of Parliament, who in 2016 became the first Muslim to head a major Western city. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. I can't wait to read that one. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have? Uh, nothing. Just people in there wishing uh, everybody Mother's Day in there, man. That's all. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. So, all flags are animate objects. Flags with colors are first and foremost uh, psychology, I guess. 
Okay. Like no, yes, too. You kind of threw me off with that one, Mr. Elias, but thank you. All right, let me read some comments here. Pastor Pastor Steve checks in. He says, peace and blessings, family. After listening to Jerome's explanation of, beha- of the behaviors of Representatives Green and Gates, I am really at a loss for words. As a pastor, my faith tells me that people are usually good and follows the teachings of Jesus Christ, but the flesh which is reeked with sin says that there is there are certain people that there is a certain race of people who are evil, racist, and mean. I pray for this nation and the world. God bless. I'm passing. That rain? Ooh. Okay. All right. Paulie from Coppers Cove, Texas. Good morning. I live in Texas. I support voter. He said, I supported voter ID laws. Well, at least I did. I've been listening off and on. Uh, for the past few months, and now that I know the real reason why these laws are being implemented, I'm totally against any government's attempt to restrict its citizens' right to vote. Well, good for you, Paulie. Uh, Mariana Music, happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mom. I know I know she is listening from Carlisle, PA. Mommy, I love you, and I am being well taken care of. Madrid is a beautiful city, and I have plenty of pictures. Be safe, Mariana Music. Jamaica from Pasadena. Oh, like her. Heavenly, she says, happy Heavenly Mother's Day to Miss Wanda Jackson, my mom. I miss you every day. I love this segment on the Confederate flag. Glad I found the show. Well, happy Heavenly Mother's Day to your mom as well. And I have one here from... Uh, I'm going to spell this name, O-G-U-N-A-B-I, from South Africa. White supremacy has and will always try to rule the world. God bless my African-American brothers in the United States of America. Well, thank you. We need all the blessings we can get because we know what y'all went through with apartheid. Wow. Interesting. Glad you listened. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. You know what time it is. Online radio at its best. All right, it's time for our final thoughts. And, uh, Mr. Elias, I'm going to give this to you for a few minutes. I need to step out. Final thoughts, Johnny D. Uh, final thoughts, brother. Um, where's Johnny D at? John, if you're, you're listening, your mic is not high, but okay. Uh, Jerome, your final thoughts, my brother. But I hate to make mine really short, but I was going to. <laughs> I think I'm a little time. Um, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Victoria, Andrea, all the, my cousins, Mel, Melanie, all of you guys, happy Mother's Day. And um, I'll see you guys in a few. I guess I have a little bit of news to do, so I'll see you all then. Everybody have a good week. And don't let racism or, or any of this oppression stuff don't let it ruin your day. It's been here. We just need to figure out our ways around it, and it's not that serious. Let it be what it is. Out, have a good one. Mm. All right, I'm back, Mr. Elias. All right, Mr. Elias, man, give me your final thoughts. My final thoughts are this, man. Look, you see what's happening in Texas. You see what's happening in Ohio. You see what's happening in Florida. You see what's happening in Georgia. Folks, get out and vote. Vote your local election. Just don't, just don't think the president's election or the main elections count. Get out and vote in your local elections. If you don't get out and vote in your local elections, guess what's going to happen? You'll keep getting the same old stuff. I've been prowling. I've been telling y'all for the longest, your vote counts. Guess what? Your vote counts. Because if your vote didn't count, they wouldn't be trying to suppress it. So get out and vote. And to all the beautiful, lovely mothers out there, hey, love your mothers. If you got your mother with you, with your mother, you got your mother with you today. Look, hug your mother, love your mother, call your mother, 
FaceTime your mother, Marco Polo your mother, whatever you got to do, love on your mother. Because you know what? It's not a fun thing when you don't have your mother here. So love your mothers and all the mothers out there who have helped me along my way. And it has been a lot. There have been a lot. Uh, my mother, Vera Morris, Dorothy Riley, uh, uh, Dor- Dorothy Nevels has helped me. And uh, Dorothy Warren, wow, that's, uh, that's the name I haven't remembered in a long time, has helped me grow up to be the man that I am. Look, I, I salute all you ladies, because without you, I wouldn't be who I am today. Hey, man, don't blame my mother for how you turned out. Okay, but thank you anyway, Mr. Elias. I'll just 347-850-1272. Let me do the same thing. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there. I want to say happy Mother's Day to the mother of my children, uh, Mrs. Samantha Raleigh. Happy Mother's Day. Love you. I love, love, love my mom. Uh, happy Mother's Day to you, Mother. Every day I thank God that uh, that he put placed me in your womb. I thank you. I love you. I adore you. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to uh, my sister, uh, who's uh, my niece graduated yesterday. Yay, yay, yay. And so I know she's a proud mother this morning. Happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, let me also say, uh, tomorrow is a special day for me because tomorrow is a day where my mm-hmm. youngest, it's her birthday, yes. to my baby Mia. Oh, my God, you are growing so fast. You will be 15 tomorrow. And so now I have to prepare for you getting your learner's permit. I cannot believe I said that in the same sense with Mia's name. I love you, sweetie. I love you. Happy birthday. I can't wait to see you tomorrow and spend whatever money that you are going to make me spend for your birthday. I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And let me say to all those listeners uh, who are out there, who are moms and, uh, you know, who are, uh, you know, surrogate mothers and aunts, you know, I know that you play the role of mom sometimes, and I know grandmothers, sometimes you're raising grandkids because of unfortunate situations. I just want to tell you to keep your head up, right? There are better days ahead. God bless you for what you do and how you do it. Now, I've never been a believer of, you know, wishing men Happy Mother's Day because I don't think that's appropriate. I hear people say, oh, I want to wish my mother Happy Father's Day. No, no, no. You should have a father, and if your father's not around, okay. So I'm not going to wish a man a Happy Mother's Day, even if you are a man that has custody of your child. You're doing what you're supposed to do. As far as the lunacy that's going on in this country, you know, it's amazing every day uh, the things that we deal with and that we go through. You know, the Republican Party, in my opinion, is a party that's lost in the throes. It doesn't know what it wants to be. What I've seen during the Trump agency, or era, I should say, are people who are so concerned about their political futures that they're willing to abandon everything that they were taught. I can't believe that some of these people who follow Trump and who are spewing his hate really believe this. They're doing it because of it's political advantageous to them. I think about Steve Scalise. This guy is being just a troll. This guy almost lost his life a few years ago because of the nonsense that he's been spewing in Congress. And here he is still, to this day, supporting and saying nonsense. Now, I'm not saying that gives anybody the right to shoot and try to kill anyone. But it just seems to me that if you've had such a close brush with death, that you would at least say, let me change the way I'm doing business. Maybe this is a wake-up call. But nope. Republicans are so thirsty for party that they're willing to leave their moral standings at the door. 
It's a damn shame. It really and truly is. Let me check in. Johnny D, are you with us, man? You want to give us your final thoughts? Yes, Jay. Jay, I apologize. I had a phone call. so uh, No problem, I, brother. Uh, yeah, I, you know, first, let's not make Scalise a martyr because they was out playing a softball game and you just had a mental health person who went out there and shot up the people playing softball. So he's not a martyr. So for all those individuals who are going to champion him and act like, you know, he's some some great mind, he's not that. He's just a hypocrite and a racist to boot. But on a happy note, uh, again, God bless the mothers, the wives, the daughters, uh, everyone who who just does good by people. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I'm getting ready to head out now to go see my mother. And um, as hey. Les said earlier, I know last year was a tough year for him and Miss um, Vanessa. So we and Jay, we've all and, and Jerome, we've all experienced those losses. And God bless each one of you all because I certainly feel feel that, that, that pain. My mother is still in existence, uh, but this was that time of last year that, um, you know, this was the last day on Mother's Day that I saw my father alive last year. Um, so, you know, it, it, it certainly lends itself to something different, and I just want to simply just do God's will and serve my purpose. And uh, thank you all for tolerating me and my long, lengthy opinions. But uh, this is therapeutic to me, and God bless you, brother. Jay, 36 years, man, 36 years. And wow. I, I love well, you as much as I do, did. And, well, I, like I say, man, from day one, like I say, you've always been there for me, and I appreciate you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, too. I was going to say, man, because that love uh, resulted in me walking back because uh, you have my car at the Cotton Club. I'm never going to let you forget that. All right, uh, 347-855-1272. <laughs> All right, as we uh, uh, close out, uh, you know, once again, we appreciate you. Thank you so much to you, brothers. And let me say this, since it's just the guys here, uh, Jackie had to go. Uh, she had some technical issues. So, uh, Jackie, wish you all well. Happy Mother's Day to you, Jackie. And, and even though you may not have children, I'm pretty sure you are playing that role in someone's lives. Uh, let me say this to my, my brothers here, man. I know it's not Father's Day. Uh, I know it's not Brother's Day. But I just want to say, man, that it's always important to surround yourself with good God-fearing men. You know, one of the things I always walk away from this show every Sunday, believe it or not, I learn something from each and every last one of you every Sunday. I really and truly do. And it makes me feel warm inside because I have these guys that are my brothers. You know, I consider you guys my brothers. And I know that, you know, if anything happens, I know that I can pick up the phone. Uh, I've had long conversations with Jerome about certain things. You know, I, you know, Mr. Elias and, you know, and Johnny D, you guys know what role you play in my life. I just want to say thank you to you guys. Uh, because, you know, what people don't understand is that this is thankless work. You know, every Saturday night I'm up until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning trying to put in the last pieces of the audio to make sure that we have a show that runs smoothly the next day. And then you brothers bring your minds and your ideas and your personalities to this show, and it, it's what makes this show tick. This show wouldn't be it. This show wouldn't be around if it wasn't for you guys. And I just want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you on, my, on behalf of me. I want to say thank you on behalf of our listeners because I read the messages that our listeners get. They adore Jerome. They adore Johnny 
they did. They love Mr. Elias. You know, every now and then they like me as well, but that's okay. So, so you know, at the end of the day, I just want to say thank you, and I want to acknowledge that publicly before we get out of here. So, brothers, thank you. God bless you. Love you. And, uh, and I can't wait until we uh, wrap and clap uh, a week from now, if it's God's will. I appreciate you. All right, Mr. Elias, if it is Sunday, Mr. Elias, by the way, you know, Johnny D knocked it out the park when he did it. If it's Sunday, Mr. Elias, and if we're talking serious stuff, what time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the J. Ralph Show. It's been a pleasure to serve you. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. So for Jackie, for Vanessa, for Kathleen, for Jerome, for John, for Mr. Elias, I'm J. Ralph saying have a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday... And we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side of the J. Ross Show. Coming up next on a need-to-know basis, my main man, Jerome. Hang around because we're going to get that unfounded black history moment coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network <laughs> online radio at its best. Five, four, three, two, one. J. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Alright folks, it is time for the Mother's Day edition of On a Need to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome is free. Man, Jerome, man, what do you have for us today? Man, don't be putting no pressure on me because it's Mother's Day. I have nothing for Mother's Day. No. Tag Negative story about women. Now I'm going to hear, or I'm sorry, you're going to hear that I did that story on Mother's Day. See? <laughs> yeah, put your, put your stuff out there. Stop getting it, bringing it here, bro. Stop bringing it here, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, send your comments to comments. Because today is going to happen. And I'll leave it out Okay, well, I just wanted you to know that. Now, okay, now since, since you announced that there was an unconfirmed black history fact today, again, we're Plastic Black History Month and the unconfirmed Black History Month, but we got, we got one for you. You know I would have one on deck. So here you go. In the early 70s, a Florida native named Mike Ward was the neighborhood handyman who worked on cars and built stairs and fixed anything that was broken. So he All also right. had a lawn. Um, he also was a lawn keeper, like for a family that was having a property dispute with a neighbor. So one day, the neighbor okay. stood in the way of Mike cutting the lawn and sarcastic, sarcastically said, "What are you gonna do?" And that's when Mike Ward became the first person to use the phrase, "As far as I'm concerned, your ass is grass." Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, yeah you don't you don't want to mess with people while they're cutting grass. <laughs> oh my goodness, why that's a good one, man. Oh my lord. All right, on that note. I'm going to step out. Let you brothers have it, man. God bless you, man. Hey, your ass is grass. Oh, damn. Yeah. I learned something new every week, brother. My man. All right. <laughs> wow. All yours, Mr. Elias. Hey. All right. Now, all I 
understand is I probably should save them to the end of the show, shouldn't I, Jay? I'm just joking. <laughs> that was that was Jay's unprecedented. Uh-huh. Hey, listen, I listen. Don't get me wrong. Now I'm listening. As, I'm listening to you as I move around <laughs> and do what I have to do. I'm listening. I'm on it. I know that's right. All right. Um, our our first story. Parts of the U.S. has seen a 10% drop in rainfall in the past decade, so more than 90% of the country has been become warmer. So the updated mm. climate a- averages are based on this 30-year period from 1991 to 2020, which shows the entire nation's normal temperature is now 53.3 degrees, which is one degree warmer. Now, wow. I know that I know that doesn't seem like a lot, mm-hmm. but when the ice caps are melting, it is a lot. Yes, it is. You know? Yep. So um, the first bison hut in the Grand Canyon National Park is seeking volunteers to kill hundreds of bison. Now, I don't, I don't get this, but the animals, really? animals are um, stampeding through de- dense forests and overgrazed fields. So the Grand Canyon National Park is holding its first controlled bison hunt um, this fall. That aims to reduce the house rock bison from 500 to 200 animals. It's the first event will be yep. held in. Yeah, I don't know what Why that means that? exactly. Which really? is that? It's only 500. Why wouldn't they just transplant them to different spots, man? You know, you know okay. instead of killing them. Yeah, we're dealing with the pathology of people who love to kill stuff. So I just want to put that <laughs> put that out there. That you would okay. think that they would move them, and they just moved bison back. Remember, mm. I think it was last year I did a story about that where there were some bison in Canada, and the herd was moved from, you know, the northwest United States into Canada, and now yeah. they moved them back, and mm. now they're like, oh, we need to kill them because you know we don't, wow. we don't have any place that we can go without trying to encroach on their land, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we might want to um, have a barbecue or something so we don't want to see bison around. I don't think bison harm people. No. Oh, hence, you know they, they do that bison burger thing now, but I'm, I ain't want to go into that. So no. <laughs> if you start walking to your new, um, instead of a Chick-fil-A, if there's a new bison filet place out, don't go there. Really? <laughs> Just want to put now, the Social Security Administration has announced that Liam and Olivia were the most popular baby names in 2020. Mm. Um, I, there's a bunch of ways I can go with this story, but I'll just say this. The full list of data was released by the Social Security Administration on Friday. It reveals 19,659 babies named Liam was born last year, while 17,535 girls named Olivia we're welcome into the world. So it appears mm. that parents chose to stick with familiar uh, names during this um, during the pandemic. The top mm. the top three names for um, both girls um, or for girls were Olivia, Emma, and Ava. And boys, it was Liam, Noah, and Oliver, which remained the same for the second year in a row. Mm. Again, wow. I. I don't know what to say. Oh, oh, by the way, to round out the top ten for the guys, it was Elijah, William, James, Benjamin, Lucas, and um, for the girls, oh, also, Henry and Alexander were in there for the top ten. That replaced Mason and Ethan. They slipped in popularity. And for the girls, 
again, it's Olivia, Emma, Ava, Sophia, Amelia, Isabel, Mia, Evelyn, and Harper. You know what? Mm. You know what? Elias. What's Karen. Karen. Who would want to name their child Karen after us waiting along with them clowns, man? <laughs> Oh, and you know I got a couple of those stories on deck, right? So, mm-hmm. um, year 2000, Karen was 153rd most popular names for girls, right? This year, mm. it's 831. It's down 660 places from last year. It's wow. like, um, you're going to make her middle name Karen. <laughs> that first name is not working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the CDC predicted a sharp decline in... U.S. COVID cases, um, hospitalizations, and deaths in late July. Fatalities can um, drop to just 10 um, the week, um, I guess 10 a week by September if vaccinations continue at its current pace is what models are showing. So by September, the new CDC report predicts that um, new weekly cases could fall to the hundreds rather than tens of thousands, and there will be Tens um, of new COVID hospitalizations and deaths a week will fall to 10, is what they're predicting. So I don't know about the CDC, but um, they said the coronavirus has also killed more than double the number of people officially reported, according to a new study that came out. um, Analysis in the U.S. Mm -hmm. estimate the disease caused about 6.9 million deaths globally as opposed to the 3.2 million declared by the World Health Organization. They lied. Um, they warned <laughs> that the lowest testing, <laughs> the low um, testing numbers in the weak healthcare systems in developing com- countries were partially behind the skewed statistics, but a large amount of the underreported has incurred um, in Western countries, again, which suffered... Um, Huge ep- epidemics, including the U.K., U.S., Italy, and Italy, according to the study. So Washington University's Institute for Health Matrix Evaluation warned the data shows the true toll of the pandemic is significantly worse um, than meets the eye. So according to the analysis, the U.S. has the highest number of COVID deaths globally at 900,000 um, <laughs> 905,289 so far. Um, wow. But, only recorded, but listen to this. They only recorded 574,000, but they're saying it's more like 900,000. Really? Yeah. So this is why I cannot go to Florida at the moment, because when you look at those numbers going down in Florida and Texas and Louisiana, they're like, oh, our numbers are coming down. First of all, they're not testing no more. So they cut traffic. They don't know what their numbers really are. And they're running around here acting like everything's okay. Right. Yeah. Again. That's what I was, I was, I was watching some show on the TV the other night. And uh, it said that Florida had way better numbers than somewhere else, California or something like that. Because, you know, they said because they were, you know, they weren't mask wearing. They weren't doing all that. No, they're just underreporting is what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, they're not testing. So mm-hmm. if you don't test, you don't know. They're going around, you know, coughing on people and thinking, oh, no, no, I don't have COVID because I didn't go to the hospital. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're not really figuring this stuff out. But I, I knew that a long time ago when I kept seeing 
all of these, you know, Republican governors saying, oh, yeah, um, look at the cases are going down. Look at they're going down in Florida. How come they're going down in Republican <laughs> states and not Democratic states? It's because they're not testing in Republican states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they like to be a little nutty with that. Now, there was also um, proof, there was new data that came out that vaccines are safe when you're pregnant. So they, they said the clear data shows that there's no risk to mothers-to-be or their unborn children. That study finally was released. Now, doctors hmm. discovered alternative blood thinner that can, that can safely dissolve um, those shots, you know, for the Johnson & Johnson. You know how they, you right. know, people were dying from clots from blood, Johnson & Johnson. So they're saying that this new blood thinner or alternative blood thinner has saved this Colorado woman's life. So doctors saved the life of Morgan Wolf, who's 40, from O'Rourke, Colorado, after she developed a blood clot following the Johnson & Johnson vaccination um, after they used an alternative blood thinner. So at the time, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has advised patients experiencing clots to um, – they after they got to Johnson & Johnson that they – they, he, they advise that they don't give them heparin, which is a blood thinner. And instead, hmm. doctors are trying an alternative known as, um, I'm going to need a nurse. I wish uh, Kathleen was here today. But it's, um, I think it's um, biovaldrum is what they're using. But they're saying that that alternative actually works. So from the shot, from the Johnson & Johnson, that that blood thinner works better. So if you're prone to blood clots and you're getting a Johnson & Johnson, you notice that you're getting headaches or, um, you know, after like a week or so after, go get checked out. But there's a blood thinner that can actually help. Hmm. Now, okay. all right. So a burglar is charged with breaking into a Washington dentist office and stealing 100 vials of that Johnson & Johnson vaccine and then leaving <laughs> them under the bushes until they spoiled. Really? So, Yeah. They said an unnamed burglar broke into the North Harbor Dentistry um, in, in the state of Washington near Seattle um, last week and left those vials under the bushes. They were later found spoiled, and the suspect has been arrested. Now, okay, so if you don't want to get the vaccination, I don't understand people who don't want you to get it. You ever see those people <laughs> like, either. why you have a and they start like I don't understand those folks at all. So, yeah, we need to. Do, I don't know. They, there's something about people in their privilege that just because they are not doing something, they don't want you to do it. Exactly. We used to call, yeah, we used to call that hate, but that's not hate. Like that, there's something else going on. Like people get mad at you and doing what they're doing. All right. Exactly. Now, yep. Now, the Federal Bureau of Investigations collect, um, conducted 3.5 million gun-related background checks in April. They said it's a 21.6% um, year-over-year um, year increase, according to the data that was released. So apparently people are still on the, on the um, path of buying guns. Now, again, the pandemic is about to let up, and as more people get out, we're going to watch more crime. There's going to be more fights. There's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen because people have been cooped up for a long time. So don't blame it mm-hmm. on nothing in particular. It's just that people are, their social skills are going to be tested. <laughs> like their interaction is going to be tested. <laughs> you ain't like, kidding there. 
Jeff. I was looking at a, a news story of a block party that they had in Spain after it lift up and 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 some story about um I can't think of where it was in this country that college campuses they had um people partying and they started fighting and I'm like, Yeah, it's kinda kid stuff to some degree but mm-hmm. somebody's gonna get drunk and be a little extra. So don't yeah. blame it on the pandemic when you out there drinking yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Now an investigation is launched into the arrest of a Rhode Island man who's 34 who died of being held down in handcuffs. So, again, this just happened. So, Joseph um, Ventura, 34, um, died after being pent down on his stomach by police for about 90 seconds while he was handcuffed. So, Rhode Island, Rhode Island authorities have launched three inquiries into his death. You know, the Justice Department got a lot of work ahead of them. You ain't kidding. You know, they just, um, you know, started making comments about the fact that, who was it? Um, Barr's Justice Department kept finding, oh, there's no wrongdoing when police was killing people. But Merrick Garland, who just charged um, Derek Chauvin and the other guys with federal crimes, um, when was that? Last, just this past week. Right. um, From the death of George Floyd. Because. You cannot, like, it is against the law for you to, especially as you're, if you're an officer, but you can't let nobody kill nobody in front of you. There are still some rules and regulations that you need to follow, and they actually assisted by not doing anything. So their charges are, I know they say they're normally hard to, you know, they're hard to, um, find people convicted of, but I think this is pretty obvious. Even though those guys were like rookies that or or young on the force, you can't mm. you know, let somebody kill someone when you're a policeman. They knew what he was doing, and they let him do it. Wow. Yeah. So, that, I mean, I didn't I didn't pull that story, but cause, because I figured everybody probably saw it, so I didn't talk about right. it. You know, Biden visited storm-battered Louisiana and touted his $4 billion infrastructure, infrastructure spending plan, saying we have failed to properly invest for a half century. So when he visited um, Louisiana... He ain't lying there. Say it again? He's not, he's not lying there. We have failed... Oh, yeah. Pro- man. No, yeah. he's not lying. Well, and, and that's a $4 billion. It's a $4 trillion infrastructure plan. Now, he spoke... Um, at this aging bridge in Louisiana before visiting New Orleans. Now, I just want to say this to my family, because I have a lot of family in Lake Charles. That's where he was. And that bridge has always scared me since I was little, right? <laughs> and I can tell you, this bridge, you know, going from Louisiana to, like, Texas, mm-hmm. um, you, you go, across this, go across this bridge, and it's really steep. So when I was yeah. little, it was windy. And I was looking out the window, and you can see this bridge swaying. And it bridges half its way, if, for you guys who don't know. But it swayed about three to four feet. And it has to, or a bridge will crack. So that's why buildings <laughs> sway and bridges sway. They do that on purpose. But it swayed so much as I was coming up on that bridge. I didn't say a word. I just kind of kept looking around like, are y'all seeing this? That was my response as a kid. But, um, I, man... I don't like bridges, but that bridge in particular, yeah, yeah, that bridge 
Yeah, I know what bridge you're talking about. I've been on that bridge. I know Have what you? bridge you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 like I was that. in Lake Charles for about two weeks one time, man. Two or three weeks uh-huh. working. Yep. Yeah, I know what bridge you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's actually where my mom was born. That's where my mom's from. So our family is in Lake Charles. But I, I've been across that bridge way too many times to tell you that um, – it never got any nice as the older I got. <laughs> and my uncle told me, he said, yeah, we used to, like, uh, when he was in, like, the Boy Scouts or something, we little, he said, yeah, we used to march over that bridge. And I kept thinking I would have been out. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not going to be a Boy Scout today. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to. I think I'm gonna join the little league baseball team. <laughs> yeah, my my stomach hurts today. My stomach hurts. I ain't gonna make this. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. what it look mm-hmm. day. My stomach hurts. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd have missed that day. There would yeah, be no marriage. Mm-hmm. So anyway, shout out to all of my folks in Lake Charles, but they know what I'm talking about because I have not held mm-hmm. my feelings about that. And I think um, yeah, 60 Minutes did a special that they had to go back and double boat the bridge because some of the boats on that bridge was faulty from one of the contractors who were making the boats. And I'm like, what kind of wow. nonsense? Wow. Yeah. That infrastructure <laughs> should come in handy. Just rebuild that doggone bridge. <laughs> or, take the, or take the other way around. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a bypass. But same yeah. thing. All right. Now, Biden waived the White House, White House ethics rules to allow two former labor lobbyists to work for his administration. So they granted the waivers, mm-hmm. um, and has argued that the waivers were necessary and in the public interest um, for them to carry out their job functions. So I'm not going to get mad with all the crooks that Trump had. I don't think that's going to bother me at all. Mm-mm. Like Trump, is, all of those guys were crooks. You ain't kidding. All right, so I'll try not to show my bias on this particular news story, but I'll take a head to sigh. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms yeah. said that she's, yeah, that she's not running for re-election. And she said she had been thinking about it for a long time. Uh, she said she couldn't point to a specific moment or reason that led to her bowing out of the race. She said, in the same way that it was very clear to me almost five years ago that I should run for mayor of Atlanta, is it abundantly clear to me today that it's time for me to pass the baton on to someone else. Um, she mm. said her system, you know, guided by faith, and that's it. she said this is not something that I woke up and decided yesterday. That's what she said on Friday. Um, she said it's something I've been thinking about for a very long time. Now, here's the thing. She, you know, because I had, I mean, I've been saying this for two years or probably at least a year and a half prior to the election. She should have been vice president. Mm-hmm. Keisha, I would not doubt if she ends up somewhere in federal government, but she should have been vice president. Now, I know mm-hmm. your letters and stuff going to Jay or your text or comments to Jay about um, Kamala. I was going to say about what's her name. See, but then that would have been disrespectful <laughs> on Mother's Day. <laughs> See, I was going to do it. But Keisha, on the other hand, I think she would have been great at vice president. So... Oh, and by the way, there's a lot of rumors. You know, I talked to a friend of mine in Atlanta the other day, and she she was saying that there's a bunch of rumors about what she's doing. 
Keisha Lance Bottoms said that she doesn't know what's next for her, and she denies rumors that her and her husband, Derek, have taken jobs for Walgreens out of state. Now, there's many, there's many jokes there. I'm like, isn't there Walgreens in state? And what do you think, she's going to be a cashier? Like, what is the wow. problem with the asking question? <laughs> so, wow. apparently, she got a little... Um, Okay, so you're gonna since this is not Jay's show per se, we won't um don't send your comments to him. But the person said she did get real black on the reporter who started asking her way too many questions and that's why I like her. She just was tired of them. <laughs> and she yeah. was like, Look, I'm done, bu bye bye. So anyway, Bobby she's not working at Walgreens. <laughs> and by the way, that would be corporate Walgreens. She's not gonna be a cashier trying really? to tell you where um where the nut of butters are. Like, she is not going to be working inside of my <laughs> Like, where's Keisha? Yeah, no, don't go look at, don't call a black people Keisha when you walk Walgreens. She's there. Yeah. All right, now, a Florida principal is cleared. Oh, Jay, is Jay there? Jay here? Nah, he's not. Jay, Jay, I know you're listening. If you're on, come back on on this one, because I know we can't do this on the regular show. Because Jay is going to blow up and lose his mind, and I'm going to need you to put him on mute. But a Florida <laughs> principal is cleared after a viral video showed her spanking a six-year-old girl with a paddle for, because they said the girl damaged the computer. So state okay. prosecutors ruled that it did not cause any harm or amount of child abuse. But there's mm. footage out here of that girl being spanked by Melissa Carter from Central Elementary School and um, Clouston, Florida, um, April 13th, over, um, she, they said she caused over $50 of computer damage. But if you see that girl hit, if you see that principal hit that little girl with that paddle, you would beat her down. She didn't oh, hit really? her. Yeah, she didn't hit her like she was trying to punish the girl. She hit her out of anger. Like that principal, Ooh. yeah, that's very different. Now, usually, you know, from a kid who grew up where our principal was paddling people back mm-hmm. in the days. Yeah, I, me I'm too. I'm not going What'd you say? Yeah, I grew up with, I grew up like that too. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But our principal, who was black, was was hitting people out of love, but he didn't he didn't take <laughs> his anger out of he'd kick you out of school or call your parents, but he just wasn't like frustrated with the student and went and paddled them. They did mm-hmm. something it was like, you getting two today. Like, whatever. Like, that might have been a little torture. <laughs> tell you mm-hmm. you're but this woman hit that girl probably three or four times, and she wound back and hit her. Like, she didn't just hit her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So, yeah. See, I, I, I'm glad Jay's not here because I don't need to curse him out, but I'm sure he's going to talk about <laughs> it on the next show. But if mm-hmm. you see the story, it's in Florida. Now, on Friday, a 29-year-old who plays for the U.S. Um, U.S. team um, in Las Vegas, U.S. the Las, Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA, she shared uh-huh. images of athletes approved by the Australian Olympic Committee alongside of critical comments that blast them for their lack of diversity. And a few hours later, uh-huh. um, she hit out at her team officials on social media uh, on Instagram, and she said, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times, um, how I uh, meant to represent the country, or she said, how am I meant to represent a country that doesn't even represent me, is what she wrote. Mm-hmm. And um, she 
still going off. She had another response. She said, Australia, wake the F up. I am not playing these games anymore. And mm. um, she's not going to the Olympics. Wow. Yeah, people are getting fed up, like, with racism, like, blatant racism now. Right? Yeah. Even the yeah, yeah. actress, uh, the actress Scarlett Johansson, she called this week a boycott for the sexist Golden Globes after criticism of them not having any black members. So in a statement, the 36-year-old actress accused Hollywood Foreign Press Association of tolerating sexism and has urged others in the film industry to boycott the the organization. Hmm. So I don't think she cares about the racism part, Scarlett, but she does care about the sexism (laughs) part, which is a whole other story. Again, I won't go into it. It is Mother's Day. I'll go skip my comments. You don't care about them being black, but now you care. You want us to care about you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyway. Um, the FBI stormed a Wells Fargo bank ending... Oh, man, we should have played black or white on this one. This was the first one. So the FBI storms a Wells Fargo bank ending an eight-hour siege as a violent bank robber is taken into custody and five hostages were saved after a wad of cash was thrown out the door. Now, mm. Elias, <laughs> would the bank robber be black or white? I wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. See, first of all, he threw the cash out. There's, there's a couple of clues here. He threw the cash out the door, mm. and he was labeled a violent bank robber. Oh, he's a brother. He's a brother. No, 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 no. Let me finish. And okay. he was taken into custody. Oh, white, 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 white. I'm sorry. You yeah, okay, yeah. if you label somebody a violent bank robber and he's taken into custody after he had five mm-hmm. hostages, he is not black. I'm going to tell nah, you that right now. Yeah. You're going to kill that brother. You're going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They had already labeled him, so they would just kill him by, by default. So FBI mm-hmm. agent storms the Wells Fargo branch in St. Cloud, Minnesota on Thursday night, ending that eight-hour eight siege. That should have gave it away right there, though. If Kathleen was here, mm-hmm. she would have been like, how long did they wait? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just, eight hours? Yeah, come on. You know, doggone like, well. Two mm-hmm. minutes. 30 minutes, she would have been like, yeah. um, he, he's white. <laughs> they get him to come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we don't care about mm-hmm. the hostages. If you don't come out in 10 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so his name is Ray McNary. So again, oh yeah, yeah. I was yeah yeah okay <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. So he allegedly held five people hostage, but there's a video of that too where he's throwing money out the door, and they didn't shoot him. Like he mm. threw it out the door. He didn't like stand out. They had guns on him, and they didn't take any shots at him. Again, Ooh. oh yeah yeah. Okay. <laughs> he he could have probably walked out and be like, uh, yeah. we want some donuts, and they would have gave yeah. him a box of donuts to walk back in. Right. That's how this Come that's on, how Please, <laughs> right. Please, come on. You know. <laughs> right. Now, a, a California bar owner is arrested for selling undercover agents fake COVID nineteen cards for twenty dollars. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have played black and white on this one, but this is real obvious. Todd Anderson, fifty nine, was arrested. He faces charges after he was involved in selling eight fake vaccination vaccine cards to undercover agents for twenty dollars. This was eventually mm-hmm. gonna happen. I'm, I'm sorry. Why? That, why are they? 
selling them. I don't get that. Why? You, you know what? what? Because what? once airlines and everybody says we need to have proof of your vaccination, okay, some people might just go down to the FedEx Kinkos or someplace and be like, look, just give me a couple of copies of these. I got to okay. go on a trip. Yeah, mm. so it depends who's making it mandatory. So this happened in California. So I guess if that California bar said that you, well, well, it was the bar owner. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know how that goes. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like he had to sign up to say that you need a vaccine card. Well, he could have and be like, I'll sell it to you for $20 for you to come in here and drink. <laughs> here you go. I cannot put my mind into a criminal right now, so it's not really working. Because it really doesn't really? make sense. Now, oh, you know, female soldiers will be able to wear their hair in ponytails and braids while in uniform. So the U.S. Mm. Army has announced this change. They had a press release on Thursday that Army revealed that they had updated their grooming policy to approve new hairstyles to make things more practical for female soldiers. Now, since um, Jay isn't here and Johnny isn't here, we can't hear the military side of this, but... Female soldiers were previously required to wear their hair up in a bun, and they were saying it made it difficult to put on helmets and stuff. So, you know, you had a helmet that won't fit because all your hair is up under your head, your hat, you know. Mm. But the wow. new part of the policy, hair must be neatly and con- inconspicuously fastened or secure in either a bun, single ponytail, two braids, or single braid, which must be worn down the center of the back of all uniforms. However... Female soldiers are prohibited from having extended, having their hair extend past the bottom of their shoulder blades while in positions hmm. of attention. They, they, they're specific in the military. So while you're standing straight up, you can't bend your head forward and be like, it's not that long. <laughs> they're saying, once you stand it up, if it goes past your um, shoulder blades, you're done. So, hmm. oh, by the way, and, and in the past, you know, they announced that the Army... Um, said that women will be able to wear earrings, lipstick, and nail polish while in uniform. Really? Wow. Yeah. They they change a lot. Oh, and but they said it has to be nothing distracting. So don't go in there with, um, you know, extra <laughs> long. You can't have extra long like fing, fingernails and stuff, and be like, I can't stick my hand in, you know, and fire a rifle because I don't want to break a nail. Mm. Can't have long fingernails. Mm. Wear nail polish. Hmm. Now, the heirs of oil baron John Rockefeller pledged $30 million of their personal wealth to help um, protest, um, help protesters who are trying to block new oil and gas developments. So two great-great-grandchildren of Standard Oil founder John D. Rockefeller are launching a fund to support protests against fossil fuels. Man, I would love I would love to tell them some history about Standard Oil, though. <laughs> Standard mm, Oil, really. Standard Oil gave money to the Germ—I mean, gave oil to the Germans and the Allies. So they made money in World War II from both sides. So no matter who won, the Rockefellers was going to be rich. You know, I, the, I watched the, the story on them, man. How you know they the, the, the grandfather was buying all kind of stuff, man. He bought railroads and all kind of stuff, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this guy was crazy, yeah. man. Yep. If you wonder why the great, great, great grandchildren are rich, just think about this. The Rockefeller family owns Exxon Mobil, 
So Standard Oil kept buying, and they are now ExxonMobil. If you think that that happened a long time ago, they're still raking yeah. in some oil cash. And that doesn't mean that they won't be set up for you know wind power and stuff. They probably you know they're probably divested in them you know or invested in a lot of stuff. So you don't know what they own now. But right. But technically, they do own um, ExxonMobil. Hmm. Now, an Alaska high school teacher is suspended for telling a Zoom class that George Floyd would still be alive if he complied with the police and um, slide it <laughs> into the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A Lanthrop high school teacher identified only as Miss Gardner, somebody post her first name, um, has been suspended after telling stu- students in the Zoom call meeting that George Floyd would have been alive if he complied with police. Now, again, How about he'd have been alive and kept the knee on his neck that long? How about that? Right. Oh, and um, when has complying ever um, worked for anybody? Really? Because we can really? give you a lot of cases of people being killed by the compl- by the police who complied. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, I have a lot, lot to say about her, but I'm going to let her go because... <sighs> A North Dakota elementary school teacher is suspended after having fifth graders reenact George Floyd's mur- murder. Oh, this my teacher Lord. In, in North Dakota was put on leave after what has been described as inappropriate uh, alleged class- classroom reenactment of George Floyd's death. White folks think that mm-hmm. that is a mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Again... One's like, if he just complied, and the other ones are playing the little game. This is how he died. Come on, let's reenact it. Elementary wow. school teacher. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so in some of our worst news of the day, an Alabama trooper, 41, is arrested for raping an 11-year-old girl. Um, he was kicked off the FBI over a string of sexual misconduct allegations before he was hired by the state. Um, forced um, by a state force with helping uh, he faked a bureau letter like he he faked a letter from the FBI to work for the Alabama state troopers and um, this guy Christopher Bauer was arrested this week or last week in Montgomery Alabama on charges of sodomy and sexual abuse of a child under under 12 what the hell man he used a forged letter from the FBI to become a state trooper. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Now, Chad Michael um, Salzman, who's 44, a prosecutor, a DA in Bradford County, P- Pennsylvania, has pled guilty to charges including um, um, sexual and indecent ass- um, assault and witness intimidations after he, like, okay. There was complaints from former clients that um, saw how he touched them inappropriately, forced them to have sex in his office. Now, he's a DA. He's a prosecutor amidst Mm. other allegations. Now, several of his staff testified at seeing distressed women leaving the DA's office, and he would ask the secretary to play music for a white noise machine to drown out the noises coming from his office in Bedford County. Mm. As a condition of his plea, they let that fool resign. What? And under the plea agreement, 
he still faces a sentence of 11 years in state prison and $2,500 fine. But witnesses claim that he would use music or noise-canceling machines to drown up stuff coming, you know, sounds coming from his office. And after the Republican DA um, forced them onto unwanted um, sex acts, he then directed them to his private bathroom to clean up. Wow. I know. And again, the only reason I'm doing these stories in case you first heard them here is because they're not covering this stuff nationally. And so mm. people think, mm. why do people fear dealing with the police because you have a lot of corrupt people that they won't deal with and this guy this guy specifically they they didn't even charge him he just got arrested they allowed him to resign and then they charged him later (laughs) wow (laughs) I didn't have to play black or white on this one did I no no not at all no all right now a woman who's been dubbed the new Central Park Karen after she was filmed claiming that two black women beat her for refusing to return a cell phone charger. I saw that. Did saw you? that. Yes, right. the un- I was like, wow. Yeah, the mm, unidentified mm, woman was filmed on the phone to cops in New York City Central Park earlier this week after being confronted by, um, I don't even know if I want to say her name, but a vlogger, a video blogger, um, and her friend, both who were black, and one of them dropped the portable charger. She and her friend was on one of those city bikes, and they were, you know, riding around Central Park, and she dropped her, her cell phone charger. The woman picked it up, and then she said, prove that it's yours. So the white woman calls 911, tells this dispatch that two black women were touching, um, threatening, and beating her while she was Uh being filmed. (laughs) She was being filmed saying that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when the black woman asked her where she racist, she said, yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, okay, I just want to remind people that if you're in New York State, it is now a crime to make false or a hate-based 911 calls in New York State. Now, they didn't say if she was re- arrested, but the police did show up, and the police mm. asked asked the black women to, um, first of all, they asked them too many questions, for one, and they said who, they, they asked who they were and how did they know it was their charger. And she said, because I was filming myself and my charger's in the vlog, you know, the video blog yep. that she was filming herself. Her charger was in it. And so she's like, and they said, oh, and the police gave it back to her. The police mm-hmm. should have arrested her as well, making yep. a fake 911 call. Yep. There's no proof that they did, but they um, hopefully next week we'll see a story that she got arrested. Now, um, Serving Wisconsin National Guard soldier is charged with storming the Capitol, as pictures showed him and an associate inside of the building. So um, Abraham um, Markovsky, along with an associate, had traveled to Washington, D.C., attended the rally on January 6th, and entered the Capitol. And he was trying to say, oh, I wasn't there. Until the video came up, he was like, "My bad." It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> he tried. He tried it. He was like, "I'm a, 
I'm gonna ride this lie for as long as I can. And oops, I got caught. What? What me? That's for sure. So you know, you know what I didn't do? I didn't um, I didn't um do um my vanilla ices stuff. I you know I've been meaning to do that <laughs> for people who have <laughs> updates for the people who were arrested in the Capitol. I'll have to do yeah. that next week. I <laughs> I forgot to do that. All right. Now um, you know. I think it was um, a New York elementary school principal who was charged uh, with sexually abusing at least nine boys between 9 and 12, the Ashton Kirk. I don't know if you remember the story that did before. He was at the Hilton Northwood School. Um, He was was slapped with 20 charges, um, you know, during that time. So he also, and I'm saying as we start looking at, elementary school principals and those other elementary school um, stories that we stay away from those schools but then you find out all this stuff is happening and most kids are not even back in school yet you know we had uh, another middle school teacher arrested in February for sleeping with a 15 year old in Florida oh my god Mm. was arrested Mm. again that now get this it wasn't the first time arrested again for sleeping with a minor in another county so we don't have to play black or white. Haley Close Hallmark, 35, yeah. was yeah. arrested for a, a two-year relationship with a student, and she faced counts of sexual battery. Oh, mm, by the mm, way, mm. she slept with a child between the age of 12 and 16. And wow. another. Yeah. And, and, again, if you guys are looking this stuff, stuff up, I don't I don't know what to say about this and again I don't want the women's cause today but um she didn't have to do that. You know no. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she, she's young. She didn't need to go through all that. Oh, you know, I no. forgot to say this. I didn't know if I said this just in case um you're in the market. Um Ferrari has launched uh, its first fully electric model of um 2025. They said it's going to be out in 2025. Yeah. So Yep, they confirmed it. Their chairman said that um, in their general meeting that the brand will continue to uh, with this elect- electrification strategy, which includes the first battery-powered model in 2025. So anybody who's in the market, um, Ferrari is going to be Ferrari is going um, <laughs> to be available. Get out of my price range, man. Just a tad bit. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? You know, I'm just saying. That, well, I'm saying that new story for Jay because you know Jay Jay holding some places, not telling nobody. You know, so I just want I just wanted to wanted to put that out there for Jay. Um, now, in speaking of, speaking of craziness, you know Bugatti, the car company Bugatti, they revealed yeah. the world's most expensive pool table, thirty three hundred thousand oh dollars. It's a self leveling table um, that they will allow. <laughs> Yacht owners to play pool at sea. Well, yeah. when you got that much money, what difference does it make? Three hundred thousand is a drop in the bucket. I got to look well, at some of the way these some of these yachts look, man. It's just a drop. Yeah. So you know, but here's the problem. You know, that, like, okay. So they're saying that it uses sophisticated computer technology to ensure that playing service remains stable on the choppiest of seas. So. They said um, that 
uh, they had a couple of people who were interested in buying them, and they were only making 30 limited edition models, uh, which are expected to sell out within days um, of their release in the coming weeks. So I just wanted to do that story for Jay as well. Jay, you might want to get out and get your get your pool table. Uh-huh. Put a little something down on your pool table because they're going to get sold out. <laughs> but that, that is the problem. It's like we waste money on so much stuff. And I say they, it's because some fools aren't getting taxed anyway. Yeah, so they can, they won't, they, they're not getting taxed. That's, that's how they got that money to do whatever the hell they want to do. No, you won't spend money on a poor person, but you'll spend $300,000 on a damn pool table. And you complain yeah. about giving to the poor. Get the hell out of yeah. here, man. Yeah, and so that is that is the problem, and that's why even in doing these story, stories it's important is because these guys are not hurting. So when someone comes out and says, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tax the point two percent of people," Republicans lose their mind talking about, "Oh, well, we're we're you know they're raising your taxes." It's like, no, we're we're giving we're taxing the people who don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So, they're you job creators. They're, they're, if we tax them, they're, they're not. You know, they get out of here. I don't hear that crap. And none right. of them been job creators. Yep. Do nothing. Job creators in another country. Just do that. Right. All right. Now, there's a story that um, researchers from Copenhagen, Denmark, have um, tracked a, a biomaker of, um, you know, that's going to seem a little weird. But they're saying taking muscle building um, antibodies, steroids, can leave men with long-lasting impaired function for years. So don't want to do that if you're taking muscle building um, antibiotic steroids. So the antibiotic steroids are synthetic drugs that mimics the effects of the male hormone testosterone and their abuse is prevalent amongst athletes worldwide. So, let testosterone—I'm sorry—low testosterone can lead to a reduced um, sex sex drive and and a low count. You know, hmm. see how I tiptoed around that with the women stuff? I really did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's about to say, but, man, that is like that is like um, I forgot um, when you say stuff to guys and they're like, oh, like that was one of those stories that the guys are cringing the right about. Now. <laughs> but again, that was still a public service announcement. I had to, I had to say it. Uh, That's for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, um, I, I think I missed this story, but Luke Coffey, who's 41, um, was seen in photos and videos using a crutch to assault um, police officers during the um, the insurrection. He was arrested. Um, the Dallas native has worked on uh, the post productions of a few television shows and appeared in Friday Night Lights, Evergreen, and Las Vegas. He was charged with assault of a federal law officer with a dangerous weapon, interference with a law enforcement officer doing a civil disorder, obstruction of an official proceeding, and unlawful entry restriction, restricted grounds, and disorderly conduct. They got, they threw the fence at that guy. Mm. So I think, I think now, you know, um, I think we're going to have more, like, serious charges that's coming out. Mm. So it, it's um, for those people who, who think that this stuff is dying down. And, it, and it's amazing. Again, people are keep talking about, you know, Trump's going to run, and people are scared that he's going to run. His butt should be in jail. 
by the time this thing is over. Really? Yes. That's for sure. Yep. Now, you know, two two women, aged 39 and 61, tried unsuccessfully to use a $1 million bill at a Dollar General in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. The two wistful is what they're calling them, wannabe criminals, in Tennessee were cautioned by police earlier this week after trying to use a $1 million to pay for their goods at a Dollar General. At what, at what mm. point, first of all, they don't make $1,000 bills anymore. Now, I, no. there used to be a time that they had those. So you can even fake one. I'm not telling you to do that. So don't send your letters over to to Jay because you can't send them to me, by the way. Um, but they used to make $1,000 bills, and I can see one of those popping up. Somebody had a safe deposit box or something. It had old $1,000. A million-dollar bill? I don't think so. Like, you did not go see them floating. But they really tried to use it. Got caught. I know. That would be in our... That's not even a dumb criminal news. That's just bad. Um, that is... <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. That's just bad mm-hmm. news. They, they could do that. All right. Now, um, a Texas couple uh, were, were arrested and charged for um, assaulting Capitol Police after bragging about taking part on Facebook. So Mark and <laughs> <laughs> at least Middleton were wow. arrested in Forestburg, Texas, which is a small community northwest, 80 miles northwest of Dallas. And after the FBI said that they were busted um, by police body cam. So they, they mm. people are still bragging about doing something illegal. Mm. And think mm. That, mm. I know. think that it's going to be okay. All right. So I am, I'm, I'm going to news short a little bit today by doing this last story because again I did I knew it was Mother's Day so I I know we're gonna get cursed mm-hmm. up after this one. <laughs> it, it was on my list and so I'm not gonna skip it but I'm, I just want to say this <laughs> excuse me and I've never been to Amsterdam by the way oh, but I Amsterdam have you yep man yeah I have I have a couple other friends that that's been there and um, never mind, we'll, we'll talk about that after the story. Yeah, so after yeah, 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 yeah. Amsterdam has unveiled uh, its vision for a five-floor erotic center complete with, you know, sex shows, a hundred small rooms for um, for business. And um, the city is bid, they, they have a bid to clean up their famed red light districts. So they plan this 5,000-square-foot building. Um that they've outlined in documents submitted by the um, by the council for the mayor and um, Why the center will. What's wrong with the red light district? Why would you want to clean it up? <laughs> right, but but they're about to build. Like, I'll, there are actually drawings of this building. Like, it's a five-floor building, and it contains a hundred rooms, two bars, and a strip club. Now, here's the thing. Now, okay, so I'm going to be a guy on this particular part of the program. And tell you, I don't think anyone, anybody's going to want to get filmed coming in or out of that place. <laughs> right? So it's not masking itself. But they want to build a whole no, complex that's around it. Sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, so I've never been to Amsterdam. I don't know what the culture is there or anything. But that seems a little strange that that's I'm, – I'm sure they're probably just more open about this than we are. 
You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure about this, but I'm sure we have some listeners in that part of the world. So if somebody wants to tell yeah, me yeah, the answer. It's very open with stuff, man. Everything else okay. is very open. It's, 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 it's different. And it's, man, yeah, it's way different. Yeah, most definitely. It, yeah. Overseas is different, period. Yeah, see, I, I'm trying not to to um, force my prudish ways on everybody else in the world. But when I saw that story, I mean, it was it, they have the drawings and stuff and all of that stuff out. And I'm like, that seems kind of strange. But I guess it's not for Amsterdam to say, here's, here's what we're going to do for the Red Light District. We're just going to build this huge facility and say, hey, it's like a hotel. I mean, it's really nice, like the the drawings of it is, but well, I don't know. Don't 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 hold me or ask me how I know this information. But in Germany, <laughs> hell, they, that's that's what they got in the red light district. It's like a, a part. It's like a, a hotel with just different rooms with girls in them and stuff like that. Don't ask me how I know that. I just know it. Don't ask <laughs> me how I know. I just knew. I just know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what happens is that, you know, um, people tell you stories. Sometimes I watch documentaries. It could be anywhere, but I'm just saying yeah, that, that yeah, information from all over the place. It may not be my own experience or something, but I heard things. I keep my ears to the ground. But, yeah, that when I saw that story, though, it, it threw me. I was like, I'm going to have to ask somebody. And I actually have a few friends who, who spent, I mean, who's been – to Amsterdam quite a few times, and I'm I'm going to ask about that. It, I guess it's just an open. It's not even a secret. It's just kind of open society for them. So, again, we won't bring our prudish American ways to uh, to the forefront of any of this stuff. But anyway, okay. So so that is all. That's all I got. I'm going to end on that before I bury myself in another uh, in another couple of them that probably is not going to get any better. <laughs> so. I know, and you know, I, I forgot to um, ask you because we don't we don't really do any sports on the on the show. But have you been watching any of the the um, the NBA and that new NFL league? Is it like the spring league? No, I have not, man. I have okay. not watched they, any of it. I haven't kept up with any sports, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I, I noticed that it was broadcast that there's a new and it's. It's, I don't want to call it the NFL because it's not a part of the NFL, but it's a new pro football league. Um, they started, and you know, I just wanted to know what you thought about it or if you've seen anything about no, it. No, I, I haven't checked it out at all, to okay. be honest. We'll, yeah, we'll leave that to Jay in the sports show. <laughs> I'd bring that back. All right. So, yeah, so so that's all I got. Beside that, I have not been watching too much of that sports stuff either. So we'll, I'll have to have to catch up on it, and then um, we'll talk about it on the next show. All right, my brother. Yeah, wait a minute. I didn't shout out Marianne Music. I usually do this every show. So okay. shout out Marianne Music and her mom, Kathleen. I know I didn't say Happy Mother's Day to Kathleen and and Vanessa and everybody on the show and outside of the show. Uh, just wanted to make sure I said that. Can't, I couldn't leave the show, didn't feel right about that without actually giving shout-outs. So I just wanted to say hey to those guys, and everybody have a good week. And we will definitely see you again next week. Right on. And I got to shout-out my niece who graduated from Indiana State with Sumu Kalati. So yesterday she did her thing. 
Uh, congratulations, Mia Spiller. Love you, baby. So we'll talk to you next week. All right. <laughs>